Hello, Legionnaires. Welcome to today's RPG Digest. Heathen Dog here. Max Liao is uh, restarting his computer because five seconds before this was supposed to happen, uh, he lost all sound. So that happened. <laughs> and uh, BC, if you take boxing, you are not immediately able to punch ghosts. I'm sorry. That's not how it works. I mean, some of these some of these psychic character classes do have the power to touch ghosts, but you'd also have to have that and boxing, and then you can Mike Tyson a ghost. He had one job. That's right, Longshot. He did have one job, and he failed to do it. <laughs> but that's okay. Today, we're going to talk about character creation and combat. The reason we can do both in our segment one is because character creation is very simple and we've already gone over the psychic character classes so this is going to be stupid easy it should only take 20 30 minutes tops just to do uh the uh the character creation and most of that is going to be talking about the the palladium alignment system for those of you who have not uh seen the other times we've talked about alignment you know if you're new here then you need to know about the palladium alignment system because it's probably a system you have not touched on before. And I think you're going to like it because it's pretty damn awesome. So we'll do this and bam, there I am. Hey, how you doing? Yeah. So as we wait for Max to come back, uh, uh, anyone here who, who has uh, uh, watched the previous videos, uh, and didn't make a comment in YouTube or on Discord or whatever question. Do you have any now? Okay, Longshot says Palladium Alignment System is superior to D&D. I have to agree. I have to agree. Uh, the D&D Alignment System is very simplistic and very limiting, whereas the Palladium System is... Uh, on the, on the face of it, it seems more limiting, but in actuality, it gives you a lot of a lot of wiggle room and a lot of free reign still while still being in your alignment. And it it uh, it actually lays out some stuff for you to give you ideas on how to conduct yourself as your character. So it's actually just a win win on that one. How do I get out of this chicken shit outfit? Well, all you gotta do is uh, close the window. Basically, you can, but crafty, please don't. <laughs> So this is the part in the in the 
show where we talk about what happened this week. Not a lot, really, for me. Um, uh, my son is visiting my mother this week uh, before the end of his summer vacation. So uh, I'll be without uh, without child for about a week. So that's going to be awesome. Hopefully you get that uh, first edition Shadowrun stuff done. And uh, the preliminary idea about that is for the first three months, uh, uh, the second, third, and fourth video, which will be between 15 and 20 minutes long a piece, uh, will only be available to YouTube members and Twitch subscribers. But video number one will be available to everyone you know, to entice people to become a YouTube member, a Twitch subscriber. But after three months, then, you know, it will be made for everyone, you know, just made public for everybody. So, you know, you too can learn how to play Shadowrun first edition and by extension, second edition, because they are very similar. And uh, you can play because you can get it right now on a uh, drive through RPG for about five bucks. I think it's five or six bucks. Last time I checked. So uh, for five or six bucks, you can play a triple A game and watch these videos and I'll teach you how to play it. That's it. I mean, I'm not going to teach you advanced tactics, but you'll be able to sit down and play. Play the game. It's going to be great. What is my opinion on plantains? I don't like them. There's nothing really bad about them. It's kind of like uh, asparagus. You know, a lot of people like asparagus. A lot of people don't like asparagus, but, you know, it's healthy. You know, it's it's chock full of uh, certain vitamins that are good for you. But uh, I just don't like the taste. Hey, he's back. Dude, my motherboard froze when I restarted the computer. Really? I had I to hard power this damn thing down and uh, watch to make sure I didn't get any error codes when it came back on. Wow. You need a new PC. It's, it's only, what, eight years old? I'm good. <laughs> I can build you one. Right, well, when I finally get paid from the Air Force, I'm already looking at uh, building. <laughs> so. Oh, no, when, when the sun burns out. That's no, 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 no. They, 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 fixed, uh, they fixed what was wrong. Now I just have to resubmit everything, which means I have to find everything that I submitted a year and a half ago. They took half of it. Anyway. Awesome. So, uh, so what, what have you told them so far? Oh, just uh, what our segment one's going to be and what I have planned to do while my son is with my mother finish out that uh, Shadowrun thing this week. No, I thought it was going to be like swinging from the chandeliers having monkey sex, but... No. Well, that too. I mean... <laughs> I mean, yeah. kid's not around. You got the whole house to play in now. Exactly. It's it's walk around naked time. <laughs> <laughs> Things smell funny here. <laughs> Shut up. We cleaned up. <laughs> yeah. So, Hello, all right. I didn't get to do my intro, but that's okay. I was going to call heathen dog names. Oh, I, I warned him about it a little bit. That's fine. I told them what was going, what happened with me this week and what's going on next week. What about you? What uh, special thing happened to you this week? And what are your plans? Well, first of all, we had a great uh, a Friday night stream. We raised, yep. uh, I mean, direct money. We raised uh, $465. Well, plus some that went on. So actually, we actually raised over $500. Now, just understand that uh, YouTube is going to take 30% of that. So yeah. uh, so we came out just shy of $400 that we can do for a giveaway. And it was funny because people were like, oh, that's great. That's like six books. Like, no, did you see what those Kickstarter or those Indiegogo books cost? I mean, one of them alone is 150 bucks. So, uh, 
yeah, uh, we'll, we'll look at what we can get. I've got to, I've got to figure that out, uh, and I'm going to be in contact uh, with uh, Mark McKinnon uh, probably after this stream just to say, hey, this is how much we raised. You know, uh, this is how it looks that we're going to give it out because right now the concern was uh, shipping because if he's got to ship it to a bunch of different people, well, that's going to raise the price. That means fewer books. So with that in mind, we have a poll, and I'm going to mention this again in segment two, but we have a poll on our Discord server. It's the only place it is right now where you can vote for how you want the giveaway to be handled. And uh, right now there's one that is just absolutely standing out uh, amongst the pack. But just in case people didn't know about it or didn't vote, you can go to our Discord server. The link to Discord is in the description below. And uh, you can vote for how you want those, uh, how that give how you want that giveaway to be done. One thing I want to stress for people is just because you donated money doesn't mean you're going to get a book. <laughs> I said it a few times on the stream, but I'm going to say it again here. If you want to guarantee you're going to get a book, go to the Indiegogo page, which I'll show in segment two, and uh, buy it directly from there. If uh, if you want a chance for a giveaway or you want to donate through us, where you know Legion of Myth is like, hey, look at this, we've you know we're throwing some money at you, uh, then then do, uh, give it to us in our, uh, I guess, well, super chats are over, but you know what I'm saying, go vote over there in the dis discord but i think on the side now i'm not going to say they're all legion of myth viewers i think we also raised like four hundred dollars because i said eleven hundred dollars something when the stream started and it said fifteen hundred when the stream was over now i don't know if those are all legion of myth folks but uh so that's another chunk of money that that uh he may have got from us as well so that's cool so other than that, uh, I'm waiting to when I go to work on Monday to be told I'm moved again. That's always fun. <laughs> I was told, yay, we spent a year to get you your clearance so you can get into this building and... Oh, hey, get out. We'll find out how true that is, but uh, there's more than one person saying it, so it looks like... Uh... Yeah, see, there you go. Victor Gorbachev said, uh, I donated uh, to the Indiegogo so I can get Besom 4E. Perfect. I mean, money didn't have to come from us. <laughs> it can go directly to... Uh, uh, from you to the Indiegogo, which, there you go, you get what you want. All right, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Anything else happened last week? And last week was just kind of weird. And one of my coworkers come up to me and tell me this 14-year-old kid wants to be a, uh, uh, a YouTuber. That's how he's going to make money in his life. So he's like, okay. hey, I hear you got a YouTube channel. Uh, that isn't that easy, is it? I'm like, <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not at all. I mean, I'm not, I don't have enough time in the day to do all the stuff that I'm required to do to be an actual, you know, I can quit my job type YouTuber. There's no way that a 14 year old kid can do that not, and do his homework and, and have a yeah, social that, life at all. That's, that's the thing. Uh, just like uh, starting your own business. It's, a, it's the same thing as starting a YouTube channel. You have to devote everything to it. Mm -hmm. And then there's only a small chance it's actually going to work out. Yep. Lightning in a bottle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anybody yeah. through hard work can get a following. I'd like to think that we have a following here, that we're entertaining enough that uh, you guys enjoy being here. We have good enough banter back and forth with our chat and so forth. Um, but, but sustaining your life? Oh, uh... I spend more time on this than on my actual 40-hour work job. That's, and it that's... doesn't pay anywhere near as much as your 40-hour 40, No, not, 40 not at all. Week. Not at all. Yeah. But I enjoy this, so this is like a hobby that I earn money on. So that's a good thing. Of course, there are some things I'm going to be looking at in the future, you know, changes to some of the things that we do. No, the Friday chill stream isn't going away. No, RPG Digest isn't going away. But let's be honest, we've been stagnant at about 
Well, here between 20 and 30 viewers and on the Friday chill stream between 30 and 40 viewers for about six months now. That means the growth is somewhat stopped. We're getting subscribers, but the growth is somewhat stopped. So it's time to, uh, it's time to uh, look at uh, what we can change, what we can do differently. And I'll talk about some of this on Discord because I'll get chat involved because, you know, you guys are the ones that watch us. So to some degree, tell us what you want. But uh, I've got some other things that I'm working on right now. I don't have time for that. But one other thing that I want to say is, did you guys realize this is episode 99 of RPG Digest? 99. Wow. And that includes taking four months off <laughs> because when I PCS, apparently somebody over, over there decided, that, oh, I want to go get sick. Whatever. I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did it on purpose. Oh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's 100%. And so, uh, speaking of, is it Sunday? Have you tied today? Thank you, Crafty. Uh, Crafty had one hell of a donation on uh, on uh, Friday, but but he was beaten out by Baron, who coincidentally won a book in our our uh, members only. So, uh, yeah. congratulations to Kevin Williams and to Baron G Rock. They won the, the $50. Each one got a $50 gift certificate from Palladium Books, and I learned a valuable lesson about buying gift certificates from Palladium Books. If you go directly to the buy me now, it doesn't tell you the process that the person has to go through. So I thought it was like drive through RPG. I put the email in there. It sends it sends it to him. I was done. That doesn't happen. There's actually a process, which if you click on the item information and then do the buy me now, it tells you. <laughs> so like, oh, so I was getting a little so worried. You, there. you went over this process with the winners. So yeah, they, yeah, they understand yeah. how to redeem their. Yep. Uh, Baron's already got his. Kevin hasn't responded back, but uh, um Anyway, uh, he's that darn cat on our uh, uh, yeah. Discord, and but he hasn't complained, so I'm guessing he got it. He'll he'll tell me at some point. But yep, there's a little process. So it, the process does work because I just copied and pasted. Baron got it. But there we go. So that was a hundred dollars worth of uh, Palladium stuff that Legion of Myth is uh, donated, and hopefully, uh, and Baron said he got a Beyond the Supernatural book. So look at that. Nice. So uh, segueing into what we could do for segment one here next week. Next week on this show. We're giving away four Palladium books. Do I have the graphic up to say what four they are? Yes, I do. Four we've it? done, yeah. Those are the four books right there. We're going to give away one Beyond the Supernatural, one After the Bomb, and this is the After the Bomb I don't even have. This is the one with the bonus material in it. Heroes Unlimited and the Palladium Fantasy role-playing game. I make no guarantees, but I want to you know, give credit where credit is due. Kevin has said that uh, he will donate a certain number of books to us. I can't guarantee he's going to greet all four, but he said that uh, he'll donate the books and sign them. So next week, when, uh, uh, you know, whether he agrees to all four, agrees to one, or says, ha-ha, screw you, I'm not doing any, I don't know. <laughs> you know but uh, uh, we need to know the winners. So if you don't watch the live stream, pay attention to the YouTube community chat and the Discord. Because those are the only ways I'm going to communicate with folks to say who's won. The community chat, a community tab on our YouTube channel or the Discord. Because if I don't get anything from you by, uh, I have a date. I forget what the rule said the date was. I have to get another winner. It'll be random, but it, you know, it's not going to be the same randomness. I'll just, I don't know, pick one from the Discord or something. I, I don't right. know how I'll do it. Right. The, uh, the, reason, the reason this has to be put in stone before... Uh, Kevin comes on is because he, like I said, if, if he's going to pay for some, if he's going to sign some, we need to, we need to be in contact with the winners to have everything solidified. Mm -hmm. So this can all be, you know, taken care of before we get, you know, 
the game creator involved because it looks stupid, unprofessional, and just sloppy. Right. If we're just, you know, flailing around trying trying to find people to give books to at the last minute. And, no and we're we're gonna announce the winners again on that on the 14th of August live stream as well. Yeah. So you're gonna know who it is. Most of the people who pay attention to the Discord is gonna know, uh, are gonna know who it is. They're, you know, it's not gonna be like a secret. But we also want to announce it again with Kevin here because we think that would be awesome to say, hey, look at this. We're giving away four books. Here are the people. Eventually, uh, we'll send your address to him. Uh, this part I don't know. I, I think it's best if you send me your address. I'll uh, to the Legion Myth email. I have to know it's you though. We always play this confirmation game. Um, you know, some people I know, some people I don't. I have to be able to verify that it is you. Discord's actually pretty good about that now if you have your YouTube channel linked to uh, Discord. Somebody showed me that on Friday, I think it was. So mm -hmm. good there. Uh, that, that helps out. But I have to know it's you. Otherwise, you can say you're you. I can believe you're you, but you're not you until I can verify it. Uh, and and that's that's always kind of the trick. Yeah, now, Twitch makes that a little easier, but you know, with the whispers. Anywho, uh, and then yeah, we'll we'll give the list to Kevin, and he'll say yay or nay to however many he wants. He's already told me that we're going to be covering shipping. That makes perfect sense. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I mean, <laughs> shipping costs are what they are, right? He's got a yeah. business. His goal isn't to lose business. I get that. No, so. his, his goal, his <laughs> goal is you know when when a when a company gives away something, it's promotional. It's to get more business. Right now, yeah. Now the idea is to spend less money than you get with the promotion. <laughs> so your margins have to be a certain way. And mm -hmm. shipping will probably eat away all his margin. Yeah. Now, if if we had a you know three million subscribers. Well, then the 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 upside would greatly outweigh the the downside of also throwing in shipping. I mean, so, if I had three million subscribers, I'd probably just pay for the things. <laughs> you, know, just, you know that that's one of those things. See I, that? I, uh, nope. Wealthy people don't give away money. I know. <laughs> but I'm not wealthy because you give away money. <laughs> <laughs> well, Legion of Myth isn't wealthy because we keep giving away money. Exactly, uh, <laughs> keep giving away money. If, if I was in charge of this shit, you people wouldn't get nothing. <laughs> there we go Get dirt uh, from my shoes so um with that with that exact thought in mind how many people uh, are oh, watching wait, wait, no no uh, we have a we have a something here for you no no continental u.s and uh apfpo apo and fpo only that's so, in that's uh, in the Canada's rules not gonna work out you can you can look at it in the rules. We are I'm considering something for you folks because yes, we have international viewers. Uh, I am considering something that's PDF only as well. I know I haven't come out with anything definitive on that because I need to see how much money we have. Uh, that the fundraiser for Discami went a little better than I thought <laughs> on, on Friday, which is good. And YouTube isn't going to pay me for a month, but I've got to get the money to Mark McKinnon. Well, before YouTube pays me, so I have to make sure that uh, we have the money for that so that that's uh, a consideration right now but yes absolutely that's one of the things that's really irksome right now is because of shipping costs i can ship to germany through an apo address it's cheaper than i can ship to alaska and hawaii <laughs> so uh but uh, yeah so unfortunately we're not gonna do that but as far as some pdfs go i have i'm i want to do at least one if not two but you know we'll, we'll see about that we'll see how things go uh next sunday and to be fair as the super chats keep rolling in on Friday, I'm more open to uh, to losing more Legion of Myth money. <laughs> you know, but uh, uh, unlike Ethan, though, but but if you know, if I only get like ten dollars of super chats on Friday, you know, I have to look at things. Or today, I can only look at things and say, well, you know, 
budget's going to be tight because I still have infrastructure to pay for. I still have back end to pay for. I still have to pay that weirdo right there. And, you know, I don't know when the last time I paid. It was the end of May, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because that's the last time Twitch has paid us. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, he's been working for free for a while. That, that contract, how's that contracting gig going for you? Oh, it's going great feeling it uh, well see un- unlike you i have a i have a patron oh okay my wife well yeah yeah <laughs> she works for me so so i, I have can, so i have can, two uh, jobs and my wife doesn't even have well, what the hell I, know, I get right? yeah we went the other way <laughs> <laughs> we went opposite ways on this one. <laughs> oh, crafty yep i have two patrons actually <laughs> yeah there you go that's kind of true <laughs> yep that is true that is true <laughs> uh we do get a few others in the back end uh, you know usually about one or two uh one or two a month you know for uh, somebody will go to like our website because on our on leads with website you can donate 10 bucks you know, mm. things like that but uh yeah crafty is the biggest donator actually crafty gives more to heathen dog than twitch gives to heathen dog <laughs> uh, all right let's um Let's let's get into some of the things we're supposed to talk about here. Let's let me. Uh, oh my god, I didn't bring up all my stuff. Hold on. Uh, talk to the good people for about thirty seconds to a minute. Okay. Uh, like I said in in segment one, we're going to talk about character creation and and combat. Character creation and beyond the supernatural. It's going to be very very streamlined. The only thing is, Max is not going to like this, but there's a table here that I do not recommend anyone roll on. It's happened before in Palladium. It's happened before. Roll on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> he, he's a big fan of rolling on all of them. But I I recognize that, are, that are some I have to I have to give my opinion. Mm-hmm. Do not roll on this. Do not. And we're gonna get into that. And uh, uh, we're gonna go over combat as well. Combat uh, Palladium system combat is unlike many other combat systems in in any other game. So it takes a little bit of time. Yep. And if you haven't watched our other our other shows, if you're new, then we have to help you out by doing it again. Yeah, we oh, have God. to. Here we go. Here what? we go. What's it? Oh, <laughs> who cooks, cleans, paints house? Hey, the painting house was your your idea. <laughs> I didn't want to do it. Uh, he's four ca- four. Again, we, we didn't say ch- you don't do anything. We just said you don't bring in money. That's all. Just money. We didn't say you didn't br- you didn't bring a higher quality of life. No, hold obviously, on. you do. Hold on. This this just proves she's spending my money. <laughs> cooks oh, cleans. Cooks cleans. Right. That's fine. That's good. Paints the house. I didn't want it done. Although she's doing a really good job. I mean that she's doing a really good job. Um, I feed four cats when they when they only have two. Hello. <laughs> She's putting food outside for two other cats that aren't yours. That aren't mine. Okay, well, that's that that that's again wealthy people don't give away money or food to shit <laughs> that is not theirs. Yeah, like I have to give food to my son to my son because he's mine. I get it. I, I <laughs> but but at age seventeen and three hundred and sixty six days. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, the uh, neighborhood kids come over. Hey, can I have food too? No. Nope. You got a mommy and a daddy, don't you? No, I live in a foster home. Well, then you're you go go suckle on the teat of the state, not me. Oh wow, <laughs> wow! 
as your kid's over there eating his like triple decker peanut butter and jelly salami and spaghettios sandwich going um look what i've got that's a little gross <laughs> <laughs> they're kids man they're kids no no he he eats healthy because i i I see all these kids around here, just fat little bastards. They're like, oh, they're husky. No, they're fat little piggies. They're fat. <laughs> they're fat piggies. I, I, I can't shop for him. I can't shop for him because his body type is slim, like, my, mm -hmm. like mine. And, you know, he's straight. He's not round like all the other kids. So uh, shorts, for, shorts and pants, for example. I, it's so hard to find one that is the right length and the right width, the, the right uh, waist size, yep. because all the other kids are super fat. So people have changed the change the sizes. So a lot of times he has to wear a belt and just scrunch that stuff up. So it looks ridiculous. Like, like he's like, he's wearing a converted sack <laughs> because there, there is no right length with uh with, with the right width. I feel that pain because before mobile. I even joined the Air Force, you'd never know it now, but before I joined the Air Force, I was on doctor prescribed weight gainers just to meet the minimum weight I needed to be to join the Air Force, which was 119 pounds at that point. Wow. Uh, okay, yes. Yeah. Uh, I, I, so I, I get that. And uh, just to let you know, age 26, things started to change. Age, I think it was like 38, things really started to change. So uh, <laughs> I used to be able to eat a whole large pizza and then go for like a double cheese or a double quarter pounder at McDonald's and uh, and still kind of be hungry. But uh, you might remember so, because I was still doing some of that when I was in the Air Force, the lunches. If you remember, I used to get in trouble because you're supposed to spend $2 for the lunch when you're a meal card. And I had like everything. <laughs> like on my plate and uh the lunch lady would be like uh i don't think you're allowed to have this much come back for seconds so, nope all to go gotta go but i also what i played sports i was outside all the time you know I, I had to chop wood and all this other nonsense you know during the summer i was always uh i was always doing things while i'm always doing things now this is what i'm doing <laughs> when the camera's not on i'm still here uh, so it's uh, it's much more sedentary but i was uh absolutely crazy uh skinny and i could just eat anything yeah, I uh, this, the same thing happened to me. I mean, uh, uh, while I was in the Air Force, I was between 140 and 150, no matter what, didn't mm -hmm. matter. And then I hit 30. And after 30, it all changed. I went up to 180, 185. And then I was walking down the stairs and I felt my boobies shake. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is done. This has got to stop. So uh, I started exercising, changed my diet, and uh, I came back down to 145. Now I'm about now I'm about one. I think last time I weighed myself I was like 152, which is fine. You know, I'm about, I'm about 30 10, pounds. 152 is fine. I'm I'm for the for the BMI scale, which I know is not super accurate. I'm dead in the middle. Yeah, I'm, I'm about 30 pounds heavier than that. <laughs> What's that? I'm about 30 pounds heavier than that. 30 pounds heavier. Okay, yeah, you're you're a fat bastard. Yep. Okay. Well, hey. <laughs> uh, you know, I still work out and uh, there's a couple people that want to be like, actually in Alabama, I'm skinny. So fuck off. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Alabama, in Alabama, I'm skinny. Uh, but, hey, well, you know what? If I want to feel skinny, I can go to fat camp too. All right. Right. Exactly. So there you go. Alabama. You go. It's, like, it's like being the not ugliest girl in the girl group. <laughs> you always bring in the ugly girl so that you can be the pretty one. <laughs> but uh you're not full grown man. You're not two hundred pounds. There you go. Uh, I was going to say something well, if, on top. If of... you're six four, you can be two hundred pounds and be okay. 
If you're if you're five ten and you're two hundred pounds, you're not okay. Well, no, no. If you're two hundred pounds and a weightlifter, you're yeah. probably okay. I am. I am neither of those things. <laughs> I'm. You know, I, I'm monitoring it because I'm getting close to that. I've actually lost a few pounds, thank God. But uh, uh, I've. Yeah, but he you're also said he's like six three or something. Yeah, but he's like six three or something. So. Okay. Well, I guess that that's not so bad. Uh, anywho, uh, while I might have more to say about that, I think we we go through the proclivities and get into segment one. What do you think? Okay. Roll it up. Uh, I have to find. Oh, there it is. So what do we have here? Oh, again. I don't think he talked about this, so I'm just going to do it in case he didn't. Uh, we are conversations about the TTRPG hobby. We're truthful, but opinionated. Information you need to hear. Somebody called me on the truth thing. You guys don't always tell the truth. Mistakes are not lies, dumb fucker. No, mistakes are mistakes. And we will always own to a mistake. We're human. Yep. Uh, information you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And we are not an echo chamber for the idiots. Oh, God, segment two is going to be about some idiots today who permeate the hobby. And if you don't like our commentary, tell us why in the chat, comment section, or join us on the stream to talk to us in segment three. We want to thank all of you wonderful people who help us through donations, tips, memberships, super chats, and as Crafty says, tithes. Hey, now you can even thank us after the fact. That's right, by clicking on that wonderful little heart icon for videos you really enjoy. I've never had anybody do that in my life. I've never done that in my life either. I might do uh, it just to see what happens. I don't even know what I like. Like, do, do I have an instant orgasm? I don't know. <laughs> it depends where I am. I'm not sure I'm okay with that. I'm at, oh. I'm at work talking, you know, giving a briefing. So what we're going to do now? <laughs> what just happened? Nothing. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so, anyway, uh, we still plans for some direct-to-video content. I think Heathen Dog talked about that a little bit. Some RPG game content, such as characters, dungeon maps, mini adventures. We're behind on that, but you know what? That's just what happens, again, when you have a full-time job. And it takes, what, five and a half hours to edit a video yesterday so that I can have a video come up tomorrow. It's effectively, I uh, I edited the six-hour live stream from Friday and just pulled out all the fundraiser portions of it. And it, I got it down to an hour and 33 minutes. But to do that, to get it edited, to get it put together, and to get it uh, uh, rendered and you uploaded... The, you had to play the Jigsaw Master. Oh, yeah, I played the Jigsaw Master on that one. But I ended up having to watch most of it. Oh, yeah. because we're really good about segueing and then accidentally coming right back on topics like damn it <laughs> so anyway yeah that that took a long time so that got through a crimp and a bunch of things that i'm doing so anywho everything takes time but it's fun we enjoy doing this and, and your help uh helps us purchase items for review and for our giveaways that heathen dog really loves that we do uh pay for the ever-increasing costs of uh, various platforms and uh I th what did i say before it helps stop heathen dog from going after my uh my internal organs yep because uh he's actually tried to throw me in a bathtub with uh ice in there before but see i knew it's what that was it's, it's just too good it's just too good i mean uh in, in the military i wouldn't have but he actually drinks less now so you know his 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 liver and kidneys are uh looking mm. uh, pretty lucrative the amount of Mount, mountain dew that i drank between high school and oh, God, my no, Air Force no. career, I, I couldn't give away his liver and kidneys <laughs> right in high school and military. I couldn't, I couldn't give it away. They were, they were so taxed with, with soda and alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But now, now, oh yeah, he's, he's prime candidate now. Of course, we cannot forget about or ignore you crazy rascals who subscribe and hang out with us in our chats during these live streams. I'm reading them now. It's good stuff. 
love reading it. And whether you lurk in the background like a creepy voyeur or you're active with us in chat, we appreciate you taking the time to be here with us. And finally, the charity we support is the Wounded Warrior Project, a national nonpartisan organization whose mission it is to honor and empower wounded warriors. Wounded Warrior Project exists too, and I'm going to read this, raise awareness, and to enlist the public's aid for the needs of injured service members to help injured service members aid and assist each other, and to provide unique programs and services, both mental and physical health, to meet the needs of wounded warriors free of charge. They even do job placement. I mean, you can't get better than that. So there you go. Oh, Check and, the- uh, just to, just to uh, highlight the dichotomy of uh, now and then with, uh, with whole uh, servicemen, uh, after, you know, so many years you know now now it's cool everyone thanks you for your service and stuff like that even even we get even we get thanked and we didn't do anything really i mean we weren't in any danger i did you talking about and eh, you were in a little bit danger whatever <laughs> but uh um i was i was talking to my uncle who served in vietnam and you hear stories about people you know coming back from vietnam and getting spit on by protesters yep for, for being did. baby killers and such he actually was and and now he's being thanked for his service, and it, he says it feels weird. It just it just it, it feels it feels weirder than it should, because I was called a baby murderer to my face. So was my and, dad, and and now and now I'm being like, you know, hoisted on this uh, pedestal. Actually, it's some of the weirdos weird. I, I hung out with in Minnesota called me a baby murderer too. Oh, like, that's, well, that's that's weird. I don't think I murdered anybody, let alone a baby. Yeah. But you know. I, I don't I don't think you actually shot at anyone. Nope. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you didn't even well, accidentally. Not kill with it. a rifle. Not well, with a no. camera. Eh? Yeah, that's eh? different. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, if if you took a picture of an Amish person, well, then maybe you did kill their soul. But <laughs> other than that, no. Uh, all right. So here is our stream schedules. You can see there right now. You are watching RPG Digest, which happens at 1 p.m. So why am I telling you guys this? You know this. How about this? On Thursday evening, Heathen Dog, along with a team of amazing lackeys. I'm not even going to say super friends. I have a note in here. Be nice. Say super friends. No, I'm not going to do that. Streams on Twitch. You'll find such games as Seven Days to Die, Dungeons and Dragons Online, Dead by Daylight. By the way, have you seen that Viva La Dirt League is doing Dead by Daylight videos now? Yes. <laughs> and i was like huh it's funny because they're doing videos on exactly what i was thinking while you guys were playing the game yep <laughs> and whatever we rope him into playing next actually i've got an idea but i have to make sure that the game is in a in a good enough position for something that they can play when they're finally done with uh dungeons and dragons online so tell us because i did not get to watch last night how is dungeons and dragons online going for you uh it's going it's going pretty well we are we're now moving away from everything's undead because uh in in the free-to-play arena the first 10 levels you're it's almost exclusively you're fighting whites and skeletons and arcane sort and uh you know skeleton sorcerers and all that crap we're we're starting to move away from that around level eight to ten ish you move away from that and start fighting actual trolls ogres you know evil elves cultists whatever so we're starting to do that now so that's fun because i i play a necromancer and i have very limited spells with undead i either destroy them or control them but i have a whole bunch of damaging spells that do negative energy damage but that heals undead so i'm a cannon that can't shoot <laughs> basically <laughs> so now as of last night i could do like three four hundred damage in one in one button click pew 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 and they were like dude everything just died yeah it's because it's i'm allowed to now it's because i can let loose is so not the fun. longest introduction ever uh we've had one that was 45 minutes uh 
I push for between 20. Uh, honestly, I push for around 20 minutes for the introduction. I know he wants them quicker, but I like yeah. them to be about 20 minutes because it takes people to get in, uh, some time to get in here. It's a little longer today, but that's fine. I had some computer problems at the beginning and we had some announcements to give away. So give away to give out. So give away announcements to give out. There we go. Right. So I will now put up well, that segment two or segment one. All right. Today, we are going to go into two things. I know it just says combat there, but I'm such a tease. We are going to talk about character creation first, which Heathen Dog says is really simple and beyond the supernatural compared to the other games. So I'm going to hold him to that. Don't, don't go watch those other character creation videos. No, only watch this one for Beyond the Supernatural and you will have everything you've ever wanted. Or, you know what, if you want to play Heroes Unlimited, go watch that one uh, for, for the character creation side. And then we're going to segue into the combat of Palladium books. And again, for those of you who are like, oh my God, it's combat again. You've done it three, four times four. Right. But somebody might be here for just Beyond the Supernatural and not want to go watch a Heroes Unlimited or Palladium Fantasy video on that. So we are going to talk about and focus on the Beyond the Supernatural version of that so that that person can understand the game and have some fun playing it. All right, RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, not a concise step-by-step tutorial. We may deviate off topic and go on tangents. Please enjoy. Those are the websites that you can come to. Discord is uh, is really popping right now. Come on over, join us, join the community, talk with them about all types of different games, not even just Palladium. We have all types of different games on there. And you know, we have some polls, we have some giveaways, we have all types of weird stuff there. Check it out. Uh, you can back us on Locals, and you can buy our merch on Redbubble. I'm going to make a better Redbubble advertisement sometime in the future, but not today. And you can watch our videos on Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch. And if you want to donate to us, by far the best way to do is PayPal or Streamlabs because the other ones take 30 and 50% cut. This way it goes directly to us. I thought well, PayPal just increased it again. It's like a, it's like a percent and a half cut now. Oh, no! <laughs> you know, compared to 30%, I'll take it. But, uh, and you can watch Heathen Dog stream on Twitch, Dungeons & Dragons Online. That is our charity that we support. Go ahead and check out that QR code or look in the link in the description below and you can help donate to the Wounded Warrior Project. And finally, hashtag RPGate. And I forgot that my little blurb that I'm supposed to say here, so I'm just going to try to say it off the top of my head, which is we believe that games are worlds of fantasy and science fiction and of the imagination. And we believe that these are the three core values that every table, every community, every gamer nerd should have while playing their games. And that is escapism, not representation, entertainment over activism, and natural organic inclusion, not forced diversity. And you will have a fun time finally next week. As we stream this, that is, if you're watching this two weeks from now, last week, <laughs> we are going to have a Palladium Books giveaway contest. Those four books you see on the screen right there will be given away next week. All you have to be is a subscriber to the YouTube channel and you can have a chance to win. There are rules. There are things you have to do, but uh, you can look in the community tab, scroll down a little bit. It's there or go to our web page, which I will put on the screen one more time for you right there, legionmyth.tv, and you can find three separate posts on the, uh, on the contest. The members the only thing about this is that uh, all four of these books we are either covering right now or have covered this year. So yep. if you've never played them before, you can watch our coverage on how to play them. Yay. <laughs> exactly. Share screen. And share a book. There we go. My job is done. I can sit back and relax now as Heathen Dog takes over and tells us about page 132. Yeah, well, I have to show the cover first. Everybody has to see that. 
That's true. Everyone's got to see the cover. I know. There we go. Character creation. Oh my god, that's really tiny font. From my, from my old ass. And he's gonna talk right. about character creation. You're gonna make weirdos that play with Gak and look at what is that? Looking at boobies and holding her up by him. What is that? What? Uh, oh, that's a no, cigarette. Oh, that's cigarette, cigarette smoke. smoke. Yeah, it's just weird. Yeah. Is but, that Rorschach? I guess. <laughs> and that's not Gak. That's probably ectoplasm. Isn't that the same thing? Eh. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, character creation. All right. Uh, Character creation beyond the supernatural is a lot simpler than in many of the other games. The reason being is because, uh, like Heroes Unlimited, yeah, we're not going to do that. Like, uh, <laughs> like in Heroes Unlimited, unlike uh, Rifts or Palladium Fantasy, you don't have a you, you you don't have an OCC, an occupational character class. So you have an education system because this is the modern world. So you go through school. So there are certain things that everyone's going to know. And then you have, in Beyond the Supernatural, a profession. So if you're a welder, you know welding crap. And you're going to have skills involving welding. Obviously, it's your job. You learned your job. Does my character and know it, the melting point of lead? If you're a welder, you would. Awesome. There you go. So really, the character creation is uh, rolling up your character, rolling up your stats, choosing an occupation or rolling an occupation. And then uh, choosing your elective skills and uh, and secondary skills, and that's basically it. I so bet you we'll the game covers Ravenslayer's comment too. You you went to Vogue Tech, okay? That's fine. Then uh, then then you have those skill set. You have a vo you have vocational technical experience. Good job. And that could be an occupation here. There's a long list of occupation. We're going to get to it. Don't worry. Awesome. Okay. The eight attributes. Everyone, this is easy. Everyone here is human. You all roll 3d6 down the line. That's it. Every single stat, you roll a 3d6. 3d6, now, not 46 minus 46. Drop one. No, 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 none of that. None, 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 none of that nonsense. 3d6 straight down the line. Now, in other games in Palladium, when you're when you're making a a character, it doesn't allude to where you can or cannot move stats. Now, since you're, it's all 3d6. I personally don't mind moving stats around because they're same all rolled here. the same. Doesn't matter. But in this one, it actually hints. Oh, it does say right here. To go up and down and leave them. It hints at it. Well, it says start with IQ and work your way through the rest. I mean, that's not a hint. That pretty much says. Yeah, yeah. It, but it, it doesn't say you can't fair. move stats. And, and to be okay, fair, even if it did say you can't, you're the game master. Yeah, you're the game master. You, you bought the book. You can color it in if you want to. I don't care. So uh, the way you roll stats, you roll 3d6. If you get a 16 or higher, you get to add another d6. And if you roll a six on that, you get to roll another d6 and add to that stat. But no matter what you get on that on that second d6 extra, you just keep and stop rolling. Yeah, this so isn't here is unlimited. Theoretically, have a 30 starting off before any skills bump it up. You could roll three d three sixes. Have an 18, roll another six, and then roll another six. No, no, no. This you one, I, no, it says this one, you only get one. You can only have a 24. Nope. Keep going. It says, uh, uh, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Did I, I did miss a sentence. Okay. Because it says roll one. I got it. Yep. It, it was in there. You're right. Yep. There it is. It said roll yet another D6 for that attribute. Got it. And after you're done rolling these attributes, 
Now, remember, these attributes are soft. Skills affect attributes, especially physical skills. So write these in pencil. But after, you, after you've rolled your stats, write them down in pencil, and then you will, you will have your base statistics. Now, the base statistics are going to give you uh, certain attribute modifications if they are considered exceptional. Now, in Palladium, there's no such thing as a bad attribute. You don't get minuses for having a three except in, in role play situations. You don't get any minuses. There is no game mechanic for being dumb as a box of, of, of dead cats. You can be. It's fine. You're not going to get a minus to any role because of it. Only if your stat is 16 or higher, exceptional will give you bonuses. And we're going to go down to that. Wow, my, my PDF is real slow. Okay, the attribute chart. Here we go. IQ, ME, MA, PS, PP, PE, and PB, and speed. This is intelligence quotient, mental endurance, mental affinity, physical strength, physical prowess, physical endurance, physical beauty, and speed. Speed is the only one where there is really no exceptional attribute. It's just how fast you can run. And above is a speed chart we just scrolled through. It gives you your speed attribute, how many miles per hour and kilometers per hour you can travel in a certain amount of time. That's how fast you are. That's it. IQ will give you a bonus, a one-time bonus to a skill when you get it. Not every level, not every time you gain a level, you don't get this bonus. One time when you get the skill. If you get a skill at level seven, you can add your IQ as a one-time bonus to the total. Mental endurance, this is, you know, how, how strong you are, how strong you are mentally, your willpower. You will get a bonus to save versus insanity and psionic attack. Mental affinity, that's how personable you are, how well you can talk to someone, convince them of that your way of thinking is the right way. So you get a bonus to trust or intimidate someone. Physical strength, this is pretty easy. This adds to damage. That's it. You are strong. You can push through as a damage. Also, you know, depending on your physical strength is lifting. We're going to get to the special strengths in a second. Physical prowess, this is one of the most important stats in the game, right behind IQ. The reason being is this will bonus uh, parry, dodge, and strike. This is fundamental for combat. And if it's high enough, if you have a physical prowess over 30, you also get a bonus to initiative, which is the most important secondary stat in the game. Most important, in my opinion, the most important secondary stat in the game. This thing gives bonuses possibly to four different uh, secondary statistics, which are directly important to combat. Then we have physical endurance. This is how tough you are, physically tough you are. You can save versus coma and death better, save versus magic and poison better because you're just that tough. And physical beauty, this is female privilege. Charm and impress. You're just pretty. People like pretty people. That's just it. This is the way of the world. It's unfair. Yes, it is unfair. If you were born ugly, well, sorry, bro, but that's how it is. There's a you term called a you money. have a face for radio for a reason. Yeah. Yeah. You better make a lot of money or else you're not going to get any girls. That's how it works. Or if you're an ugly girl, you better, you better cultivate a really good personality. And, but if you are pretty, you get a bonus to charm or impress. This is, this is a bonus. You just walking in the room. People will immediately like you more, or in this case, have a chance to immediately like you more just because you're pretty. 
female privilege in a nutshell. Okay, IQ beyond 30, it just continues on the uh, the chart, plus two for every five additional IQ. Keep keep doing that. Mental affinity, uh, any number beyond 30 means a dynamic, charismatic person with a commanding and or delightful presence. Individual can be very persuasive. Character is so impressive and charming that for every five MA points he or she has beyond 30, counts as a minus one penalty for everyone who is listening, looking, or dealing with the character. That means if someone is 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 trying to do something to you, they're at minuses to do it because you're just so damn pretty that you are actually distracting to them. Thirty is not an attribute that is easy or higher no, than thirty. No, it's, it's not. not it's not, it's not easy to get an attribute to thirty, especially things like mental affinity, physical beauty, stuff like that, because there aren't a lot of skills or abilities that add to these things. Physical skills, that's different, but. All the other ones, there's not a lot to add to it. Okay, now we're getting into physical strength. Ordinary human physical strength. Lifting and carrying. For every five points above 30, the strong character can lift or carry 30% more than usual. Now, we're going to get into, into uh, carrying capacity later on. And all of the different strength, uh, all of the different ki kinds of strength. And that actually, you know affects your your carrying capacity supernatural strength is a different multiplier than regular strength we're gonna get into that don't worry but damage bonus continues plus one uh point of damage for every per digit beyond 30 that means for every 31 you get another plus one 32 you get another plus one damage just keeps adding on plus one more plus one more plus one more and with the with one of the psychic character classes the 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 natural you can have supernatural strength beyond 30 pretty easily so that will come into play. Physical prowess, for every three points beyond 30, you get on a bonus to your initiative roll. A physical prowess of 31 to 33 plus one, 34 to 36 plus two, et cetera, so on. Now, it's extremely difficult to have physical prowess beyond 30, especially beyond 33, 34, 35. You're probably not going to do it, especially at level one. It's not going to happen, but it's possible to do it it's possible so they have to do it and then we're going to scroll through here supernatural strength and damage demons and other supernatural creatures and the natural psychic character class inflict a great deal more damage than normal humans even humans with extraordinary strength which is another strength category well while the strongest human in the world may be able to bend metal bars and lift great weights you would not be able to punch through a metal door or tear through a brick wall each description of a supernatural being, monster, or creature of magic will indicate the amount of damage it inflicts plus PS bonus because we're not doing mega damage, so PS bonus always counts. From just punches, kicks, and bites. Most supernatural beings use the damage listed below to determine base hand-to-hand -hand damage, then add the PS bonuses from the, uh, from the attribute chart. So let, let's look at the supernatural. If you have a supernatural strength of 15 or less, you inflict 1d4 in a restrained punch, which you should never do. Don't do that. 1d6 on a full punch and 2d6 on a power punch. And then if you do have physical strength bonuses that start at 16, then you get that as well. And it goes up from there. To if you if you just have a, a physical strength, supernatural physical strength of 60, you do 2d4 times 10 plus your PS bonus, which is going to be substantial because you have a 60 stat. You're probably going to add somewhere around 25 or 30 to that. It's going to be crazy. You're going to do a lot of damage. Supernatural damage and hand weapons. This, I have seen a lot in games vary between Game Master and Game Master, especially in a mega damage environment. 
not so much in, in an SDC environment like we have here, but in a mega damage environment, this comes into play a lot more. When wielding a hand weapon, such as swords, clubs, knives, whatever, a supernatural being inflicts either the weapon damage plus the bonus or it's or basic hand-to-hand -hand damage plus the bonus. Optional rule. Normal weapons are in danger of breaking when wielded by someone with supernatural strength. It was not a, a regular bat, a Louisville slugger, was not meant to be held by someone who can punch through a wall. So when they throw full strength at something, either the thing breaks or the bat does. And if you're hitting a brick wall, the bat's the thing it's going to break. I highly recommend people keep this rule as, as canon and not optional because it, it again shows how much stronger the supernatural uh, creature or person is than some of the weapons they can wield. Now, if you're wielding a light pole, well, okay, that's probably not going to break if you try and hit a car or a wall or whatever. It might bend and deform. Sure, light poles do that, especially in movies, but it's not going to just break. If you have an aluminum bat and you're beating down a wall, if you're stronger than the wall, you're, you're also stronger than the bat, which means the bat's going to bend and break and all that stuff. It just, it, it makes for, for good cinematic play. So I recommend that. All right, and we're going to move on to uh do 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 lifting here we go uh are we still in the same page in movement but uh, beneath the picture is starts waiting okay. normal characters with a p with a physical strength of three to 16 can carry 10 times their physical strength in pounds carry that's not just lift that's carry for example a character with a strength of nine can carry 90 pounds character with strength of 15 can carry 150 that's normal strength but strong characters with a physical strength of 17 or higher can carry 20 times their strength in pounds. So if you have a physical strength of 18, you can carry 316 pounds. You're buff. You've been working out or you're just blessed with a, with a naturally strong body. Good, good on you. You can carry more. You're a thick boy. You can carry a lot of stuff, but supernatural characters or creatures with a physical strength of 18 or higher, which is common, can carry 50 times their physical strength. Lifting is different. You can, you can lift twice as much as you can carry. This is obvious. This is obvious to everyone. I can lift a lot more than I can carry across a room. I can lift with my legs, not with my back, use my entire body to lift something up. But it doesn't mean I can walk around with it. All right, so lifting and carrying capacity are different for a reason. And then there's throwing, throwing heavier, awkward objects. The, you know, for it's going to be easier to throw larger or awkwardly shaped objects when you're, when you have, you know, higher strength because you can just brute force it. SDC. Uh, this is, this is, uh, this is pretty cool because, uh, it, it, uh, uh, it, it gives you the same SDC for all characters, no matter what. If you scroll down to the next page, this is physical SDC of objects. Go a little bit to your left. There you go. Determining physical SDC. All PCCs, all characters get 1D10 plus 12 to start. That's it. It doesn't matter what character class you choose. You start with 1D10 plus 12. Isn't that the lowest that we've seen in any game so far? Uh, no. Because some some OCCs and played in fantasy only started with 10. Okay. 
you didn't get the plus 12. So yeah, there you go. But uh, your psychic character class could add, and of course, skills will add later on. So again, this is this is something is soft. You should write it in pencil. Hit points, pretty easy. It's your physical endurance plus a D6. That's it. When you have zero hit points, you die. Well, no, when you hit zero hit points, you, you collapse, you fall into a coma. When you're at a negative equal to or greater than your physical or, or greater than your physical endurance, then you're just dead, dead. You're dead. There's no coming back. You're just dead. Well, no, there is coming back, but that's high level magic that I don't even think exists in this game anymore. Now that, now that they took out magic blood loss, this is optional, but again, I recommend you use it when you have lost half or more of your hit points. You start bleeding out. You lose one extra hit points every minute. That's four rounds because each combat round is 15 seconds. To be clear, I mean, I know he said it and it's written here, but this is hit points, not SDC. Not SDC, it's hit points. If you have SDC left, great. But hit points are hit points are draining because blood loss is life-threatening. SDC is damage that is not life-threatening. Hit point damage is damage that is life-threatening. Bleeding out is definitely in the life-threatening category. So the, the reason I want you to keep this in your game and have it not be optional is because sometimes characters need hints big hints that it's time to retreat <laughs> bleeding out is a big hint that it's time to retreat use it all right and then we have determine hit points that's your pe roll a d6 add it up that's your starting hit points uh sdc of objects uh objects don't have hit points they just have sdc when that object's sdc drops to zero it's considered destroyed or useless here, let's read this GM note. Okay. The SDC system okay, just described is a standard rule in most Palladium books games. From time to time, we hear a complaint that goes something like, how can somebody be bashing or shooting into a door and that door is in perfect condition? No, it is not. The door is not in perfect condition. It has holes in it, but it still functions as a door. Can you fit through the hole of a bullet? No. Then the door is still functional as a door. Now, if you put enough bullets in it, to where now it now you know it's swiss cheese and you can basically push it and all the holes make it just fall apart well now it's not functioning as a door it now has zero sdc there you go all right now we move on uh artificial armor uh again the way artificial armor works this shouldn't be in character creation this should be in combat but i agree it's here so we're going to do it if you're wearing body armor it has an armor rating and an SDC rating. If someone hits you equal to or less, roll uh, uh, the roll of the die plus their bonuses to hit is equal to or less your armor rating, the armor takes the damage. If it's greater than the armor rating, you take the damage. Wearing body armor is not, oh, I'm protected. No, it's a possible layer of protection. That's why... Uh, armor that has a higher armor rating is much more expensive because it gives you a greater possibility of being protected from damage. A question for you. What do you balance? So if you've got armor that's similar, one's got a lower AR, but a higher SDC or what, and one's you know, vice versa. What do you, um, 
What do you prioritize? I mean, it's easy to say, well, of course, if it's got an AR of 18 versus an AR of 12, I mean, it doesn't even matter how many SDC it has, you're going with the 18. But I mean, yeah. uh, without getting too specific with the numbers, like exactly this breaking point, how do you prioritize those? Because uh, I know some people that will, it's like, hey, I get it, that AR-16 armor is better than this AR-15 armor, but it only has 150 SDC. This thing's got 500. Okay. If there's a giant disparity, then then you you would go with the one with the with the with the higher value now if it's an sdc disparity like you said i would go with the one with the with the higher sdc but if the if the disparity is in ar like 7 and 18 you you go with the higher number but if they're close if they're close always go with the higher armor rating okay it's it, but math wise it'll protect you better yeah, I was just like I, I don't have them memorized, but I know that uh, especially when you start pulling out other books, you'll see some armors like, man, that's got an AR-16, but it only has 200 SDC. This one right here is AR-14, but it's got 500, so that means it's going to last longer. I always, I'd be honest with you, I almost always prioritize AR. It has to yep. be such a big SDC difference uh, that I'll take I'll take an AR-16 armor with lower SDC over an AR-15 armor with high SDC almost every time. Yeah, I get it might it. just be one point, but you know what? That one point just saved me. There you go. Uh, natural armor is different. You're not gonna you're not gonna come across natural armor for your character as much here as in other games like uh, Heroes Unlimited, After the Bomb, stuff like that. But natural armor is just it. It cannot be defeated. They're they're you know they, if uh, the uh, when someone hits you, it takes your it takes armor first. It takes armor SDC first basically it. a roll above the ar inflicts full damage below the ar does no damage at all so natural armor rating of 14 if someone rolls a 14 or less to hit you no damage is taken it bounces off your armor if someone rolls a 15 or higher your armor takes damage before you do it's fully protective unlike non-natural armor no, rating. you just you just said the armor takes damage for you the armor doesn't take damage for natural armor no, no. Uh, if if it's your, your, a, your body takes less, damage. no damage is taken. Greater, the armor takes a damage. Whereas in non-natural armor, you take the damage if it's greater than the armor rating. For natural armor, the armor still takes the damage. So it is fully protected. No, no, no you say, you're saying that literally backward. I'm not saying literally backward. That natural armor doesn't take damage. Only if artificial it, armor takes under damage. The, if it's equal to or under the AR rating, the hit... Let me, let me, let me example again. Natural armor rating of 14. Mm -hmm. Someone rolls a 14 or less to hit you. Mm -hmm. You take no damage. Right. Someone rolls a 15 or higher to hit you. Your armor takes full damage. No, you take the damage for natural armor. For un for artificial armor that you're wearing, the uh, the armor takes the SDC damage. A roll above the natural AR strikes and inflicts full damage first to the physical SDC of the beast. And once the SDC is to... Oh, oh, that's because if you have natural armor... Yeah. That you, is your SDC. All, all you were doing was saying, saying it backward. I mean, it, okay. it, yeah, that, you that just is to... your SDC. It yeah. is your, it's you. It's natural armor. It's you. Yeah. It's not something you put on. It's just right. you. Yeah. So you are taking the damage, obviously, but your armor adds to your natural SDC. And if, if you look at things with natural armor, they have a lot more SDC than things that just. Yes. yes, that is because true. Because your armor is part of you. 
Not now with artificial armor. You're right. No, that, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, it gets stuck in our heads. I know. But uh, for yeah, artificial armor, what happens is, is if you roll that 14 or less, I'm just going to say the number that he used, uh, 14 or less, uh, the armor takes the damage. Well, let me actually be more accurate. If you roll between a six, there's a five and a 14, the armor takes the damage. If you roll a one to a four, nobody takes damage. And if you roll, uh, was it a 15 or higher, then you, the person, the, the, the squishy nougat inside takes the damage. All right, we're gonna move. We're gonna move beyond recovery hit points okay. and surviving. That's, that doesn't matter because it doesn't matter for character. We've already spent too much time on armor rating. Yep. Selecting a psychic character class. Now here, you don't roll. You choose. There is no roll. You choose one of the fourteen psychic character classes, which are listed uh, down on the next page. You choose one. At this time. Now. I do not recommend you do anything else besides choose at this time because we're going to go to occupation next. But this, these, this is your psychic character class. This will determine your special abilities in the game. But we can put a pin in that for now and move on to choosing occupation and skills. Which step is... Step five. Okay, so... Put a pin in step four. Okay. Put a pin in it and move on to step five. Now, your occupation skills, it says choosing. The reason you choose is because you you can choose, but there is a role. If we go to page 175, Oops, I is it B100? There it is. Now, I do not recommend that you roll on this. I recommend that you choose. Why? Because you get to choose your psychic character class. What if you choose a psi healer, a psi mechanic? Don't you want to be a doctor, a medic, or a mechanic, or a technician to go along with that? Does that Would that make sense? Obviously, it makes sense. You would choose an occupation based on your natural ability. That's what most people do, or things they like. Yeah. They choose an occupation <laughs> I don't know way. if most people do that, but yeah. Okay, it, most people want to do that. That, right. That's fair enough. The, the one and, caveat and, I, would, I would make to this, since you kind of already changed up the process, is personally, I would flip the script. I would make this, I'd have you do this before picking your psychic character uh, psychic character class, and then I'd have you roll on this. I'd have you roll this and then pick your psychic character class that that uh, okay. conforms to this. But that's not how the book is written, so let's... Right, uh, right. But if, if you don't know what your character, you know, you don't want to do background, that's fine. Just roll it random. It's fine. You know, you, 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 you could be a, a psi healer who's a professional assassin. If you Sweet. roll a 34 or 35, that's fine. I could be a psychic. You're a professional psychic. Yes. Professional investigator, prof psychic professional. Yes, you are. You know, you help, you help find uh, dead bodies and kidnap kids. Okay. Well, we already know this 92 and 93. What care what uh, PCC that is. <laughs> Skeptic debunker. Yep. That's, that's the, that's the nega psychic. Yep. There you go. See again, choosing your profession. It, it, it keeps, it keeps your character clear in your head. Yeah. I agree with that. It, it really helps. So I don't recommend you roll on this. I recommend you choose because you don't roll for character classes. You choose. See, I always prefer rolling, but I agree with Heathen Dog in this one. All right, now we now we go back to page step four, step five, uh, one thirty nine. I'm there. 
Yeah, 139. Now we go to picking an alignment. All right. Now the palladium alignment system is the same throughout all of it. It's an excellent alignment system. There are good alignments, selfish alignments, and evil alignments. The good alignments are, are split between principled, scrupulous, and that's it. Principled and scrupulous. That's it. For this that's game. Selfish alignments are unprincipled, anarchist. The evil alignments are aberrant and diabolic. And miscreant. And miscreant. Yeah, they have three. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Now, all of these alignments have a, a guidebook written into them. Things that you would and would not do if you were this alignment. For example, uh, scrupulous good. Let's, let's, let's go to scrupulous good. Scrupulous is a good one. I like that one. Yes. Scrupulous characters value life and freedom above all else and despise those who would deprive others of them. This type of hero is typically portrayed in many movies as the cop who plays by his own rules, forced to work beyond the law for justice or retribution, and the greater good of the people. They are not vicious or vindictive, but are individuals driven by their own sense of justice and right and wrong or take a, and to take a bloody stand. These characters will always attempt to work with or within the law whenever possible. A scrupulous character will keep his word to any other good person. Lie only to people of selfish or evil alignments. Yeah, never, really attack or, never attack or kill an unarmed foe. Never harm the innocent. Never torture for pleasure. But tuning someone up a little bit, if it's needed, eh, they'll do it. Never kill for pleasure. But sometimes a bad guy just got to go. He's just got to go. You know, uh, everyone who's who's read a Batman comic knows, dude, why, do, why don't they just kill the Joker? a scrupulous character would just kill the Joker after he broke out of Arkham the third time and killed more people. The scrupulous character would go, okay, this guy's got to go and kill him. Always try and help others attempt to work within the law whenever possible. Like I said, the third time the Joker breaks out of Arkham, I put him there three times. He broke out three times. What the hell? The law's not working. Joker's got to go. Bend and occasionally break the law when deemed necessary. Again, Joker's got to go. Distrust authority. Fears the law and government may not be an effective weapon against injustice and crime. You don't know it, but the, uh, you don't. a lot of people don't realize it, but the government should fear the citizens. The government is supposed to serve the citizens. And when the government serves itself, that's when the citizens have to rise up. And the scrupulous character is going to be one of those citizens. Work with groups, but dislike confining laws and bureaucracy. Never take dirty money or items. Never betray a friend. That's the scrupulous character. Now, most people can role play this character. It is not limiting at all. Yeah, these are, these are 13 limits on your character. Yes, but being a good guy and working within this framework, this is a pretty big box to work in. And, and it gives you, I mean, there are a couple of definitives here. You know, you know, we said this before when we've covered alignments that some of the definitives irk me a little bit, but there are some that make sense. Now, we're not talking an unprincipled character, which is, I, I, unprincipled is actually my favorite alignment to play, but yeah. scrupulous is, is on the good side of it. It's not on the selfish side of it. So, you know, this always try to help others, a little bit definitive, but that's fine. Never yeah, kill for pleasure. Try. Yeah, makes sense. You're not going to kill for pleasure no matter what. You're not going to find enjoyment in taking a life off the planet. No. However, sometimes 
Joker's got to go. <laughs> Joke, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, uh, and you, so if when, you can't, if you can't do this, don't play a good like guy. never. When there is a definitive like never or always, there's always wiggle room in mm-hmm. the sentence. There's always wiggle room. There's always a reason around. And when it's not definitive, it will be try. Try or attempt. You'll always be working toward it. You don't have to succeed, but always be working toward this thing. Attempt to work within the law. Try to work within the law. That should be your first response. But if that's not getting it done, then you can move around the law. That's fine. Exactly. A principled, um, yeah, a, a principled good character is not going to do that. I don't think we need to cover any more of these. If you if you like the, I mean, yeah. I, we will tell you that the Palladium system for uh, for games that have alignments in them is the best, hands down, alignment yeah. system of any game that uses them. Personally, I don't like alignments, but if I'm going to use an alignment system, I, this one's the best one. Yes. And that brings us to the end. Because after that is character advancement. Advance. So there yeah, you go. You rolled you rolled your eight attributes or ability sword, or they're called in this game. Uh stats. Accurate. You've uh you've picked your PCC, you know your occupation. The only thing we didn't really cover is uh, skills. But skills are going to be on a on a it's gonna be next week. Okay. Because you know, occupation and skills fit together and we'll yep. do them all there. But the thing is knowing your occupation and knowing your psychic character class is the important part because you are going to get skills based on your occupation and you want your, you, you really, you don't have to, but you want your psychic character class to match near enough to your occupation because it's something most people would do. They would want to choose an occupation that they're good at and you get the, you get the ability to do such a thing. So right. please do. Should we hit some, uh, some comment yeah. chats here? Go ahead. All right. Let's uh, pop them. Uh, switch over there. All right, first we got uh, nobody where I work, another job. Ugh. So all skills should be one. One. <laughs> okay. Now, you uh, you had bad trainers at your job. <laughs> or you had really, really high turnaround. Or, no or entry level. Could be an entry level job. Could be too. an entry level job. And that's, you know, but a welder is not an entry level job. You can't just walk into a job site and start welding on day one. You can't. Right. You're just going to kill somebody or yourself. No, so, you good welders like the ones that do steel i-beams and so forth go to schools and yeah, everything you have, that. To have lots of certifications and training and experience and then you you know do that stuff so okay your 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 job i wouldn't want to be around. one thing that i will say and i don't know if this is true of all fields but that makes me laugh about people in it is every single person in it thinks that he's god's gift to it so if heathen dog and i both worked in it we work on the network floor or something i'm going to be sitting there like he doesn't know he doesn't know anything about networking i, I, I could build such a better network than him oh those people don't call, don't call that office over there they don't crap about computers i love listening to that from it folks it's like you all can't be the best one out there it's, it's like uh, gamers on the internet how did you kill me must be hacks there's no way you there's no way you're better than me like shut up uh so you do you get saving throw for a character being gay if well not beyond the supernatural but if you played palladium fantasy first edition before revised yes or teenage mutant ninja turtles before uh, revised yes you could actually wow oh uh, that's what that's the main reason revised came out uh for first edition uh the skeptic debunker for any type works if i uh, don't want public to learn truth ter- yeah terrors of the night yeah i mean I, you you i guess you could do that you could be like a freelance writer or something on the side uh although that is already an occupation say no that didn't happen i wasn't there what are you talking about 
April O'Neil. There you go. That's the yeah, April O'Neil. Yeah. Or Scully. Whatever. Or Scully. There. Yep. Actually, that's a for the genre. That's the better one. Yeah. Yeah. And finally, here we go. Is the alignment system the exact same as the last five Palladium systems? Can't yeah. we skip this part? And we've already talked about it. some people haven't watched the other videos. So we have to uh, yeah. talk about alignment and combat, even though combat is also the same. Yep. Generally. Not going to point people to other videos if they're wanting to read the entire, you know, we want to know about uh, Beyond the Supernatural. We're going to cover Supernatural from beginning to end so that we're not pushing them to another video. But with that, uh, we're moving into combat next, right? Yep. And that is going to be its own video. So let me quickly put some things on the screen here just for the YouTube side of it. And then we will jump into the combat section. And where are those uh, things that I put up? Of course, there you go. Some links and... Uh, Got some other links that's covering the, the donation link on the bottom because I forgot to take that off, but that's okay. That's our charity. And there we go. That's how you play video, uh, wow, video games. Well, video games probably fit there too, but that's how you play tabletop role-playing games and have fun. It's still going to say, but actually, it's going to be right now because it actually says combat. All right, to continue on with segment one today, we are now going to talk about combat palladium style. Yes, yes, many of you have seen this before, but some of you may not. You might be interested in what is Beyond the Supernatural. I don't want to watch another video to figure that out. I want to watch all the Beyond the Supernatural videos. Well, here you are watching the Beyond the Supernatural videos, and now we're going to show you how combat works in Palladium in an SDC system, because if you talk to a Palladium nerd, they're going to ask you, is it MDC or SDC? This is an SDC system. So RPG Digest is a live stream podcast discussion, blah, blah, blah. Read the screen. There you go. Some links. Smart links. We Talk really like owning it in. Jeez. I know. There you go. Some <laughs> some charity stuff. Some weirdness that we support. Got a giveaway going on for the next week. Well, until August seventh, twenty twenty. And uh, all right, what are we talking about? Oh yeah, got to put it on the screen. That. Yeah, page one fifty eight. Screen. <laughs> uh, they want to get to the goods. They don't want to hear me blather on about that other nonsense. But what? Well, what page? One fifty eight. Well, first five through one. Hey, look, that's there's the cover. Okay, <laughs> one fifty-eight. Combat rules, yay! All right, we're gonna take you uh, step by step through a combat round. Ooh. And if you if you have any questions, put them in the comments. Throw them in chat if you're if you're here live, and I'll expand on them as you request. First, determine initiative. This is done with the with the D twenty. Now. Your initiative is going to be modified depending on your combat ability, depending on your physical prowess stat, depending on any special powers you have, but it's going to be a D20 plus something. Highest roll wins. Now, I cannot stress how important initiative is. If you go first in a combat round, even if you are physically outmatched by your opponent, you can control the tempo of combat. You can, you can alter their game plan. You can make it difficult for them to win just because you went first. Because you have a lot of ability depending on how schooled you are in combat. If you are a combat expert with the with the skill, you know, combat expert, martial artist, you will have special combat abilities like say a body flip throw. A body flip throw does negligible damage, 1d4, whatever. But they lose initiative, they lose, they lose an action that round. That gives you advantage. If you can put them on the ground before they can hit you, that is a serious disadvantage for the rest of the combat round. 
serious but, disadvantage. Do you deal with this a lot? This is one of those things that I, I will admit that I didn't deal with as much as I probably should have. And that's at a because I read, read in every book, but mm -hmm. it's just one of those things that for whatever reason doesn't necessarily get employed probably as much as I should employ it, which is a, a successful sneak attack or long range attack will always have initiative for that melee round. Yes. It's, it's their version of surprise. Now, because they're not calling it surprise, you still get all of your regular bonuses to dodge if you can, if you can see it coming right before it hits you. Like say you have some kind of radar sense or something. You still can dodge it. It's not actual surprise, but it's such a long way away. You didn't see it when it initiated, which means it got to go first. And you're right. It, it doesn't happen as much as it should. Snipers usually kill the first person they shoot at. You know why? Because that person didn't see it coming. Everybody's standing up. They're yapping, talking exactly. to each other. <laughs> That's why snipers are so dangerous for the first hit. After that, they're just giving away their position. But for that first attack, you didn't see it coming. It just goes first. Attacker rolls to strike. Let's say you go first. Now you roll to strike with whatever, whatever thing. You have a bat. You want to do a body flip. You want to do a trip attack. You want to do a knee bash, headbutt whatever you rolled a hit if you roll a natural one oh no i'm sorry if you roll a, an adjusted one to four you just miss and adjusted is this you roll a d20 just like initiative you roll a d20 17 okay you got a natural 17 but it is adjusted plus or minus depending on your skill and circumstance for example you may have a high physical prowess, which means you get a plus two to strike. That means Max Liao just rolled a 19, but you're blind. Someone threw pepper spray at you or something. I took or, off my glasses. Took off your glasses. He's blind. <laughs> He's at minus nine. That means he went from 19 to 10. So his adjusted roll is 10. Probably if your adjusted roll is 15. one through four, you just miss. If your adjusted roll is five to higher, you hit but heathen dog that doesn't make sense that means everybody's hitting all the time everybody's dying in one round here's the thing there are there uh you want to fight in in environments that are advantageous to you you want to fight from cover you want to throw a smoke grenade into the enemy you want to do all this stuff to bring down their modifiers to give them negative modifiers to bring them to one through four then they just miss Tactics is important in Palladium. It's underutilized in most game sessions. Cinematic tactics. Cinematic Cinem tactics. Yes. So let uh, so we're 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 gonna we're gonna go with Max Liao's role. He uh, someone okay. knocked his glasses off. He's at minus nine, <laughs> but his physical prowess gave him a plus two, so he rolled a modified ten, which is a hit. It's mm -hmm. five or higher. It's a hit. But his opponent is wearing an armored vest. Oh. Okay? And this armor vest is just a straight-up bulletproof vest, right? It has a AR of uh, 13 12? or 14. I think it's 13. Oh, I thought a vest was 12. It doesn't matter. No, 12. doesn't matter. Uh, okay, fine. Let's go with 12. It has an AR of 12. Well, his hit was adjusted to 10, which means it's under the armor rating of his opponent, which means the armor will take the damage first. Mm -hmm. Let's say his, his attack was with a sword. 
a long sword does what does a long sword do a 1d6 or 2d6 i forget uh can, can we use guns we had a request to do guns and guns a nine mil- are guns are a little different than 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 melee in in uh some okay. play oh so so this okay well then then we'll do the we'll do the sword i, I don't remember what a sword is but for the sake of argument okay. let's say no, it's a let's, d8 let's, let's do let's do a bat 1d6 for a bat d6 right? got it 1d6 so he does ah. 1d6 ah. damage but he rolled a 12 or less to hit which mm-hmm. means the armor takes the damage he hits square in the plate of the armored vest square in that ceramic plate it takes excuse me it takes the damage the armor receives 1d6 damage not the person, the armor. Mm-hmm. If Max Liao was not blinded, if no one had knocked off his glasses, he would have rolled a 19, which means he would have hit squarely in that some bitch's face. And that means the person would have taken a D6, not the armor. But that's not how it happened. Now, if this armor was a demon of some sort with natural armor, instead of doing yeah. damage to the, the, the armor as, as I did there, the vest, it just would have bounced off his stupid It would have titan. bounced right off. Exactly. Natural armor is significantly better than artificial armor. Natural armor, if you if you roll equal to or under the armor rating, it does no damage. I stand corrected again. Right there, for example, studded leather armor or a light bulletproof vest has an AR-13. You were right. I was wrong. Oh, I was right. Okay. Yeah. Damn it. That's twice in one video. Yeah. Okay. So uh, go, go if, we, if we scroll down a little bit. All right. We will say, okay, roll a one to four, always a miss. A roll of natural 20, always a hit and a critical strike. Here's the thing. A natural 20 will always hit. But if someone parries or dodges also with a natural 20, the defender succeeds. Ties go to the defender. Ties always go to the defender. So a natural 20 of a defender will is the only thing that will beat the natural 20 of an attacker. And a critical strike is double damage. Double damage. So if if Max Liao rolled a 20, no matter his minuses, he could have minus 100. Doesn't matter. He rolled a natural 20 to hit, which means he hits and does double damage unless the defender parries or dodges with a natural 20 as well. You know, you know every time that comes up, do you know what that reminds me of? Reminds What's me that? of that scene, I think it was in Saving Private Ryan, when Tom Sizemore is getting, he just starts throwing the pistol at the guy. It's like, eh, like whatever. I don't know why. It always reminds me because it's a desperation attack. I mean, yeah. if I've got a minus nine and I roll a nat 20, that's just like, eh, let's throw that pistol. Dunk. Yeah, you got lucky. <laughs> yeah, Basically, exactly. Yeah. Okay, now. Max Liao has, has, has struck. He, he done all that. Now the thing is after the strike, the defender, the guy with the bulletproof vest has a choice to make. He can parry dodge entangle or do nothing. All right. Here, here, here's pairing. Here's what it is. Pairing can be done automatically without using an attack by anyone trained in any form of hand-to-hand combat. If you have hand-to-hand combat basic, you can do an automatic parry against a melee attack. You can. You can roll for free. A parry blocks the attacker's strike, preventing damage from being inflicted. For example, a punch can be blocked by a character's hands or arms. A weapon attack can be parried or blocked by a shield, sword, or another object. You can't... 
okay, now there there are certain cinematic things of this, but if someone attacks you with a what? bat, and I you can't block catch with your the sword. Arm, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but if someone attacks you with a bat and you block with your arm, you're gonna break your arm. It still hit you. You didn't parry anything. You have to parry with another inanimate object of equal to or greater strength than the thing you're being attacked with. If someone throws a car at you and you try and block with a bat, sorry, bro, you got hit with a car. I don't think I've seen that. No, you didn't. What happened was you put the bat in the way and now you got hit with your bat and a car. <laughs> I don't think I've seen the sentence before another Palladium game. I might be wrong, but no, parrying was, a weapon it, barehanded. In, uh, no, it's also in Ninjas and Super Spies. It was also in okay. Heroes Unlimited. All right, fair enough. I just don't yeah. remember seeing, but pairing a weapon barehanded is dangerous. Like I thought we'd read before is like, you just can't do it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, and all such attempts are without, without the benefit. benefit. Of parry bonuses. Yes, it's a straight D20 roll. If you try do it without, uh, without, uh, with just bare hands, like, you know, catching a bladed weapon, you know, if, if you, if you're a serious martial artist and you want to do that and you want to be cinematic and stuff, you can try, but pray for some cut palms. I cannot impress upon you the absurd difficulty of doing that in real life. Just practice I a few times. Words impress that upon you. So yes, it's just a straight 20 roll. And if you win, you basically got lucky. You got a super chat. Oh, oh, I did that. Oh, okay. oh, ha ha. Guard, turn, parry, dodge, spin, ha, thrust. Yes. <laughs> I don't have my Daffy Duck uh, <laughs> uh, voice down right now, but thank you for the $5, Crafty. <laughs> Should have right. had that for here uh, after the bomb. That's true. I even rolled a duck. The character, I mean, like, that would have been perfect. <laughs> anyway. Okay, now we go into dodging. Defending by dodging or entangling means automatically giving up the next melee attack. Entangle means the character actually pins or snares an opponent's weapon and or arm. A dodge means the character physically moves out of the way. Now what this means is you are you are giving up one of your next action per round. Your, your very next action, you're giving it up to do this. If you successfully entangle or dodge, the attacker does no damage, but to successfully entangle or dodge, number one, you must roll an entangle or dodge equal to or higher the attack roll, the modified attack roll that you, that the person did. So if uh, if uh, the defender in Max Liao's case wants to entangle his weapon, he has to roll an entangle of 10, was it? Yeah, 10 or higher. I rolled a 10, yeah. 10 or higher. And to successfully entangle Max Liao's bat, one of, one of the things I want to interject here, and I don't know if we were remiss in, do, in forgetting this or it doesn't matter so much, is uh, don't get put off by, oh my god, I have to give up an action. If you haven't played Palladium before, you might not know this, but characters pretty much start with four attacks per round. Yeah. Remember, it's That's a 15-second yeah, melee round. You get four we, actions per that 15 seconds. Right. It's not like you're you're losing out on a whole lot. Right. You don't yeah. have to. In fact, you're not supposed to use every last one of them as just an aggressive attack. Exactly. You, you want to save some in reserve for possible dodges and tangles and parries. You, you want to save. You want to save something at the end, have a little gas in your tank to, to see what happens because the, the opponent could surprise you and you want to be ready for that. All right. Now, uh, in this instance, I if I were the defender, I would not do any of this. I would right. let him hit me. Yeah, a d a, a a d six to to my to my armored vest that has fifty SDC. Pff, I'll take it. Exactly. Save the I attack in that bother. case. Yeah, I wouldn't bother. 
I wouldn't even bother rolling. Dodging. But let's say you wanted to roll that 20. I want to see if I'm, I whiff. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but uh, entangling, that is an option. If you want to, if you want to entangle the arm of your attacker, you have to roll equal to or higher than, 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 than the, than the attack, but you will have control of that weapon or arm that could give you a significant tactical advantage. Even if the attack is pitiful, like this one is no offense. Just uh, it doesn't really explain entangle here, which it will at another point. I wish it would uh, I explain wish, yeah, a little better. Or at least give me a page number. That'd be nice. Right. But entangle, you actually, unfortunately, cannot. You use up the rest of your attacks, keeping my weapon pinned until I either drop it or the fight changes. The good part about it is now that it's entangled, I can't hit you with it. Yes. Your buddies can hit me. Yes. And you can't, you, and you, you have a serious deficiency to dodge or parry because you are being grappled. So all of, all of, all of your, all of your friends can beat on this guy that you're, you're entangling much easier because you're, you're, you're pinning part of his body down. He has lost control of part of his yeah, body. Yeah, if, if I remember correctly, the only options that I have are to try to fight back or to just drop the weapon. Yeah. Uh, uh, but if your arm is entangled, you must escape. Yes. Yes, that makes sense. Note: the defender can only defend against attacks within his line of vision. Attacks from the rear or which are not seen coming cannot be parried, dodged, or entangled. What? The defender always wins ties when parrying, dodging, or. But I'm entangled. psychic. I see everything. Then that—that's one of your psychic abilities, and you're good to go. All right, attacker rolls damage. Now, in this instance, uh, the person with the vest is going to let let the attack happen. We already rolled damage. He rolls a d6. Let's say he rolls a four. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, fine. I rolled a three, but we'll go with the four. Three. I like that better. Okay, four. That's better. The, <laughs> the vest goes from 50 SDC to 46 SDC. The person takes no damage at all. Sweet. Only about 20 more hits, and uh, I'll be busting through that thing. <laughs> now, let, let's say that uh, in this instance, the defender wanted to roll with punch or impact. This can only be done with explosions or blunt force trauma attacks. This cannot be done with bullets. This cannot be done with swords or knives. Only blunt force trauma. Bats, hammers, explosions, stuff like that. You can try and roll with the impact. In, in boxing terms, this is moving your body with the punch. If someone punches you in the jaw and you jerk your head back, it will lessen the, the damage that you take because you are proactively moving your body with the vector of, of the, of the force. So talk about rolling in this chapter. What the hell? Yes, it does. Where, what page? I'm at it right now. I'm looking at it. That, that Go a little me. bit to the right. Go <laughs> a little right. bit to the right. Go up a little bit. Uh, there we okay. are. <laughs> While I put it in its own step, that is unusual, yes. but okay. All right, so you roll a d20 and you add in your roll with punch fall impact bonus. And then you you take away any situational modifiers and that's your modified roll. It has to be equal to or higher than the attack roll and you will take half damage. Mm. That's the thing. You're not eliminating the damage, you're lessening the damage. But it does take one of your actions that round to complete. But if if you're next to an if someone throws a grenade you don't want to take all that damage. What? Agree it at your feet. You don't need that. That's bad. You can't dodge it because it's an area effect explosion. You can't parry it because it's going to blow up on you. Remember, 
These characters are not Heroes Unlimited characters. No, They're not no. meant to take these things. These are your... These are folk. These yeah. are just folk. And you know what happens when, when a grenade falls at a, a feet of a person who's just folk? They die. Question. So what? I failed my dodge. Can I still roll a punch fall? Yes. Okay. Yes, you can. If you fail your entangle, parry, or dodge, you may still attempt to roll with punch, fall, impact, but you will burn yet another action. So what could happen is you tried to dodge it, didn't work. You tried to parry it. Maybe that didn't work either. You Now your last ditch attempt is to roll with punch, fall, and you succeed. Well, great, you succeeded, but you burned two actions to take half damage. <laughs> but you know what? Taking half damage instead of taking full damage from an explosion, it's a good deal. I'll take that deal. Because explosions do a lot of damage. Grenades are meant to kill people. Half of deadly half of deadly damage is not deadly damage. It's hurt well, a lot you, damage. You hope anyway. <laughs> yeah, you hope anyway. Yeah. It's it's hurt you a lot damage, but it's not instant dead. So yeah, you wanna with stuff like that, you want roll with punch fall. Okay, so 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 you're sitting here, you're watching this video, and you're like, oh my god, that's a lot of steps. That's the whole I've got to figure out all these things. Hold on here. It's actually it pretty simple sequence right here pretty yeah. simple roll initiative attack in the order of the initiative roll uh defender if attack can choose to roll parry or dodge highest roll wins uh and if the attack hits you can choose to roll with punch fall or take the damage there you go that's it and I then mean, the round uh, starts over and then the next melee round starts after everyone's actions are depleted yep. the next round begins with the same initiative order unless something happened and by means something happened is if someone uh used used a combat tactic that changed the initiative order this is perfect right here um but i i want you to stay stay consistent on this though heathen dog with this uh with this comment here the description always seems to make combat sound more complicated than it really is huh. yeah if you what have other, to put that in your game, game <laughs> if you have to put a, a disclaimer about something in your game you should rewrite it because you've had to say, no, no, really, really. It's not that hard. It is that and, hard. And to be fair, he said that about champions, which is another game he really yep. loves as well. Another so. game where it's, it's pretty convoluted. So, yep. I have to agree that, uh, that, uh, the, the, the attack sequence for, for, uh, palladium games is more complicated than many other games out there, except champions. But the, the note is at the same time, correct. When you play it, these things all just make sense. It falls into place after a while, yep. but there is a learning curve. It's not it's not steep. Don't worry. It's not going to take you like months. No. A couple of combats, you'll be you'll be set. Don't worry. Yep. And if a couple of combats, you'll be like me and you'll forget a couple of things that you can actually do because because <laughs> you're so used to doing the the rote. Like, oh, I could have rolled with that. Okay. And then the rest of it is uh, situational modifiers like a two against one or uh, spreading out combat amongst several pairs of fighters. What do you do when people pair off to fight? Well, normally you would concentrate on one fight than the other, but understand they're taking place at the same time. And two on one, uh, so someone can, can get advantage by being behind someone. See a, a, a real way to, to take, take advantage of a two on one is have one person grapple the opponent, whereas your buddy goes around the back and starts beating on the person that's grappled. That's a severe advantage against for, you know, it's a severe advantage for the people who are on the team rather than, you know, the solo fighter. 
Now we go, we go with combat terms and moves. Uh, attacks per melee. That's how many actions you get per melee round, which is 15 seconds. Automatic dodge. Very rare in this book, but some people do get an automatic dodge. An automatic dodge is a dodge you make that you get to roll a d20 for free. You don't a dodge for free. Normally, all you can do is parry for free. No, you get to dodge for free. Here's the rub. You don't get your physical prowess bonus to dodge. All of your combat bonuses to dodge don't mean anything. It's a straight up D20 roll unless you specifically have bonus to automatic dodge. It's very rare, but it can happen. And your physical prowess. No, yeah, yeah. no, you don't get it. You don't get physical prowess to automatic Bo- dodge. Bonus to auto dodge come from the character's physical prowess added, uh, attribute and any uh, bonus oh, specifically. That's different for this game because in Heroes Unlimited, it, it specifically said that dodge bonuses. And that happens. And this is why we now. cover combat there you for go. every See, single yes, game. You get a PP bonus because oh, it says so right there. In, in other the Playdom games, I've seen it say the other thing. I've seen it gone the other way. What, uh, what page is this? You do not get dodge bonuses. You get automatic dodge bonuses. I lost the page. I hit the wrong button. What what, what page are we in? Uh, 161. Okay. Attribute bonuses. Bonuses to uh, to damage are from physical strength. Bonuses to strike are from physical prowess. Backflip. The backflip involves throwing oneself backward with the arms and shoulders, flipping legs. You know what a backflip is. If used in place <laughs> of a dodge, the character must roll higher than his opponent's strike roll using only the natural die roll. Failure to beat the strike means taking full damage without a chance to roll with punch fall. But uh, the result is that one quickly moves backward by a full body length. Doing a backflip counts as one action and can be used as a dodge. The thing, the, why you? Why would I want to do this? If, if I fail, I'm screwed. Because if you succeed, you are now out of melee combat range. Mm-hmm. Just like that. You've He'll have to use at least dynamic. one action to get closer to you. Yes, he has to burn an action to move closer to you. That's you taking the tempo of combat, taking control of what your opponent is doing, making your opponent dance in the palm of your hand when you're the one who's who's actually making all the moves. Backflip escape, backflip attack, blind or being blinded. This is something that you want to use to your advantage. A smoke grenade, your advantage. Striking called shot to your opponent's eyes, blinding them, increases your advantage. You want to do this. You want this body block and tackle. Knock someone off their feet. They they burn an action trying to get up. Advantage. Body flip throw. 1d6. Oh, it's 1d6 here. 1d6 points of damage. And the victim loses initiative if they had it. And one melee attack. That that initiative thing is the reason to do this for sure. <laughs> the initiative thing is if if the if your opponent has initiative, body flip them. They lose initiative. There you go. You now have regained control of the combat. Of course, they're going to try and body flip you, but hey, that's combat. Uh, critical strike. This is when you roll a natural 20. You get double damage. And, and then it shows you all the different kinds of damage. Backhand strike. Uh, backhand strike for a martial artist. Body flip. Human fist punch. Regular martial arts fist punch. Forearm, elbow, power punch. All the different strikes. Now, all, you don't get all of these. A normal person gets a normal human fist, 1d4, a normal kick, 2d4 or 1d8, a knee, 1d6. Now, if you have 
if you have the skill hand-to-hand martial arts or skill hand-to-hand expert, then you get you get all these extra damaging moves like a karate kick or a karate punch or a flip or a trip or a throw, stuff like that. You will get it as you as you gain experience in these hand-to-hand areas. Then there's death blow. That's a special, again, you will get it uh, if you get the proper martial arts and the proper experience level. You can do a death blow. A death blow bypasses SDC, goes straight to hit points. That's a devastating, and you usually don't get that until 13th, 14th, 15th level. It, well, if, if you have hand-to-hand martial arts, I think you can get it at 8th, maybe less. Okay. I don't know. We'll we'll actually get into that in, but a, in that's, a minute. But that's three skills that you have to give up. Yeah, and... <laughs> yeah you have to burn three skills for that, so most people don't do that. But uh, it's a natural 18 to 20. If you have the ability of death blow, if you roll a natural 18 to 20, that your damage goes straight, to, bypasses SDC and goes straight to hit points. Uh, disarm. This is an attack that disarms your opponent. Like, I want to take Max's bat away. Then I will try to entangle his bat and then wrench it out of his hands. That's a disarm attack. Dodge. Exactly. Entangle, hand-to-hand combat, hit points, holds. Holds. The holds are important. Uh, to entangle part of someone's body, it stops them from attacking you and allows your friends to freely attack them without them have, being able to do much against it. The On the flip side, you cannot do anything but keep holding your opponent. Uh, I don't, do, I don't hold, think we have to, I don't think we have to go through all, all of these, do we? I mean, uh, no, we don't have to go through all of these. There's all kinds of parried, paired weapons, uh, pulling punches, which you should never do. It's stupid. <laughs> Uh, simultaneous attacks, attacks, throws, and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna quickly look at the three different types of hand to hand combat you can be trained in. Before you do that, I think these three these three right in a row uh, are good to cover. Oh, knockout stun. Okay, Uh, anyone hit by knockout or stun attack will be temporarily incapacitated. The victim is not necessarily unconscious, just dazed. Reduce attacks to uh, per melee to one, and no combat bonuses. For 1d4 melee rounds. This will change combat drastically. If you manage to stun somebody, basically go full out. Go full out on this person because they're almost helpless for the next 1d4 rounds. Long range attack or range attack. If an attack is done at a distance using a long range weapon or power, provided the attacker is not seen, the defender automatically loses initiative and may not dodge the first attack that melee round from a long range attack. Like I said, unless they have a special power, like or a sense or the psychic power of sixth sense. They're not going to be able to know it's coming. They can't dodge it. They can't parry it. They can't roll with punch fall. They can't do anything. They're just, it's going to be your role and they get hit or not. That's it. The first attack after that, they know they're being attacked, which means they are serpentine, serpentine, <laughs> serpentine, serpentine. Exactly. So yes, they can dodge after that. And then uh melee or melee round uh, exactly 15 seconds. A one to four is a miss always and like subscribe or share because we're awesome and you know it. Okay. Now we're going to go to page 164 and we're going to look at hand to hand combat skills and what happens when you get that. Okay. If you have no hand to hand combat skill whatsoever, you start off with one action per round. However, the character gets two non-combat actions at first level. A non-combat action requires some activity other than fighting. So you have one hand-to-hand attack, but you get two non-combat melee actions. 
But in a fight, you only get one. One attack. That's it. Or 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 defense. You can save it for a parry or a dodge or whatever. A fall to flat on the ground. <laughs> Leave me alone. But let's say you spend one skill and you get hand to hand basic. Okay. Then at, then you get this list of powers at the at the level at the level we're looking at. This at is one, this is a little different than the other games we covered because it goes specifically into the non combat melee actions. Yeah, and and uh, in all the other ones, it were just actions. You can yep. use them for combat or not. In Beyond the Supernatural, it's divided: combat actions. Because in the other ones, everybody action. started with two. This one, you start with one with nothing. One combat action, or in yeah. two non-combat actions. Yeah. All right, but let's say you have basic combat. You went to the the strip mall karate school <laughs> for three years. Took self-defense yeah. classes because, you know. Self-defense classes at, at, the, at the local community college. You have basic hand-to-hand -hand combat. You start off with four attacks slash actions per melee round. And you start off with a plus two pull punch and a plus two to roll with punch or fall. Because the self-defense class is teaching you not to kill people, but to survive an attack. So that's what you start with. As you get more experienced, you get more bonuses. At level three, you get a professional kick attack. Instead of doing a D6 or D whatever, now you get a D8. At level four, you get an additional attack. At level seven, you get plus two damage. At level eight, ah, you get the judo style body flip throw. They finally taught you the hip toss. They finally <laughs> taught you the hip toss at level eight, which means you can you can more you can uh, more greatly affect the tempo of combat. But let's say no, you want to start off your your life as a hand to hand expert. Okay. That means at level one, you still get your four attacks, but you also get that D8 kick attack along with the plus two to pull punch and roll with punch fall. And at level eight, you still get the body flip throw, but at level seven, you get paired weapons and a backhand strike. See, you, you start getting cooler stuff earlier, the higher level of martial, the higher level of hand-to-hand -hand combat you take. So how do I get this higher level? Well... When you're picking your skills, you pick a hand-to-hand -hand basic. That's one skill. Now, when we do skills, we'll we will we will find out if they're electives or secondary. Yeah, they're probably not occupation unless your occupation is boxer or uh, karate guard or yeah, karate school that's instructor. Right. There you go. You know, <laughs> you know if, if you're my if job you're is seafood, then oh, there you go. Then it's part of your occupational skills. Fine, but uh, you know you have to use other skills whether they be elective or secondary, either one, two, or three, basic, expert, or martial arts. So you're going to burn away skills. Martial arts. Okay. You want to start off with the highest level of training. You didn't go to a, a dime store strip mall karate school. No, you, you found some, some mountaintop sensei or, or you went to a, a legitimate, you know, ex, ex, uh, Krav Maga, you know, you know, a uh, warrior school and you're actually doing it. Okay. You have real martial arts training. Martial arts combat training enables the character to use any basic common attack, including punch, elbow, elbow, kick, knee, disarm, dodge, entangle, body block, tackle, body flip, throw, roll with punch, power punch, power kick, pull punch, as well as the martial arts listed below. So you start off with all of these, all of these amazing abilities to change the flow of combat right away. 
That's the allure. That's the reason why you have to spend three skills to get this. Because if you want to dominate in combat, the, the person who has the most tools in their tool belt is going to do so. And the reason it's three skills is think about it this way. You're, you're not just going to the strip mall once a week to do this. You're practicing this every day of your life. Yeah. Whether you have a full-time job or not, you're still two going home for at least two to three, two to four hours a day yeah. to, to go and hit that little punching bag that you put in your garage and, and the little, was it uh what's the wooden, the wooden mannequin call? Wooden, I forget. Wooden training dummy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like you're, you're keeping those skills yeah. up and up. Yes. You are training every day. And this is the results of that training. Uh, the cost of that training is you don't get to learn other things because two to four hours a day, you're learning this. That's why it costs skills. Anyway, at level one, you still only start with four actions just like everybody else, but you get a plus three to pull punch, plus three to impact. Body flip throw does 1d6 damage instead of the normal non, non-combat 1d4. And the uh, victim loses initiative, one attack, all that stuff, all the good shit. Now, you get special stuff quicker uh plus one on initiative at level three no one else got that at level three you do level two plus three to parry and dodge plus two to strike nobody else got that at level two they, they got plus three to parry and dodge and pull punch not to strike what strike what you get that at level two no one else did that's because that's because you're cooler than them you spent more skills more attacks per round quicker uh leap kick at level five, critical strike, an unmodified roll of 18, 19, or 20. Normally, you need a you need to roll a natural 20 for a critical strike. Not you. No, you're That's trained. 15% chance on every roll that you're going to double damage. Every time you roll. To get an 18, 19, or 20. And that's a critical strike, double damage. Death blow is at level 15 for this guy. Death blow is at level 15. Uh, I, I, this chart gets the death blow. Yeah, this chart seems to be toned. I think it might have something to do with the fact that those SDC points are also toned down compared yes. to the other games, because I'm not seeing the times three critical modifier or something you'll have in the other Palladium games as well. Nope. I kind of like that here. I, I like this toned down chart a little bit. Yep. But unlike many other games, except for, say, Ninjas and Super Spies or, uh, or Recon or whatever, we have another type of hand-to-hand -hand combat. Commando. I can't slide. There we go. And assassin. We're going to do commando first. This style of combat is quick and dirty for martial arts, typically available only to members of the military. Now, it goes into much more detail in Ninjas and Super Spies. This is this is the quickie version. Commando style is you went through uh, special forces hand-to-hand -hand combat training. Your combat so controller, your, your green yeah. beret, your green whatever. Beret, uh, army, uh, uh, real Navy army seal. ranger. Stuff like that navy seal stuff like that you go through commando training it is a condensed quick form of formal martial arts training you start with four attacks but you get a plus two save versus horror factor as well why because your instructor was a dick and he scared the shit out of you so you're used to being scared i don't know <laughs> that, that's just me that's what happened I, uh, level you, two, somebody else that was a nice way <laughs> yeah level two you get a plus one on your initiative initiative is the most important combat stat in this game that's awesome it's awesome level five you get a plus two to automatic dodge and all foot strikes wow yeah no that's an assassin is it 
Yeah, that's Hand and Assassin. Sorry. Oh, is, is uh, it? No, that's Commando Assassin. Oh, Assassin's over here. Oh, crap. Yep, that was, you're right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wait, uh, Assassin starts off, like, like most books, Assassin starts off with less attacks at level one, but okay. quickly goes up as, as they go up. Like, for example, this one, Assassin starts with three attacks. Yep, that's normal. But at level two, you get two additional attacks. So you end up getting oh, higher. I wonder why that, why that is, because this is like this in every Palladium game. The Assassin starts with one either. less attack than everybody else at level one, but then right away gets one more attack than everybody at level two. Yeah, it's weird, but that's, you know. At least it's consistent. Common. There's something yeah. that's consistent about Palladium. But uh, let's see. The, the really cool thing about Assassin is, let's see. That she gets Death Blow. Yep, Death Blow at level 12. Uh, yep. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No. 19 or 20 does that mean he actually gets 20 it? not natural 20 natural 19 or 20 wow but that's at level 12 not at 15 yeah like everybody else you're still waiting a while for it but you know what <laughs> it's a lot more it's twice as it's twice as powerful because you, you have you have twice as much chance of hitting it my god knockout and stun is 17 through 20 that's a 20 percent chance every single time you you, you poke somebody knockout or stun somebody yeah assassin uh martial arts assassin is killer but it's usually limited to evil or yep. selfish alignments only and this Let's is see. you're you're meant to be a hero in this you're meant to be in beyond the supernatural you're protecting humanity from evil with absolutely no glory and no fame i don't a see that here evil person would not do that it does not say that here i said usually <laughs> no, 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 I get, it, but I'm, but I'm saying, but normally it's written into the Palladium stuff yeah. that only evil characters can take it. Now it might be at another location, but it's not saying it here anyway. So, all right, cool. Uh, do we have anything else to do with character range well, combat? Range oh, we're combat. yep, there we is do range combat. Now we're go we're going to look at the differences here. Um, One of the main is differences usually... is this. If there is a difference, it's usually in the in the automatic in the in the what what's an automatic miss or not. Okay, so while you're looking at it, I, 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 something I do want to say about the the combat here. One of the things about combat in this game is that some people can't wrap their heads around for whatever reason because they played too much Dungeons and Dragons. Is that you don't get penalties for using weapons you're not trained in. You Anybody just don't get bonuses either. Right. Well, that, that's the thing. You just don't get bonuses and you get different types of attacks. Somebody who picks up a gun, anybody can pick up a gun, aim and shoot. Now, are you going to be able to hit somebody that's 300 meters away while using burst rounds? No. Or let me phrase that. Roll high. <laughs> be yeah. lucky. Roll real high because all you're getting is that D20. But somebody who's trained gets additional a combat ability. So it's not just somebody who can aim and pull a trigger. It's somebody who can aim, pull a trigger, can do burst fire, can do wildfire, can do a called shot. Just gets all these other things on there that somebody's untrained can't do. So that's the thing to look at. Just because you don't have the weapon proficiency doesn't mean you can't do it. Now, by the time you're level five, level six, and you see the bonuses of the weapon proficiency, well, I have hand or I have weapon proficiency pistol. Well, at this point, because I took that skill, I've now got bonuses to hit as I'm leveling up. But again, anybody with a gun can pull a trigger. But the, the more training you have with a, with a weapon, the better you are with it. So the more bonuses you get. I mean, here we go right here. Weapon proficiency handgun. If you have the handgun, you have a familiarity with all types of handguns, including revolvers and pistols. You get a plus one bonus to strike at level two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, and fourteen. So that's one to seven, right? So you'll have a plus seven to strike 
versus somebody who doesn't, you know, who just doesn't yeah. have just picked up a gun and started and, shooting. And uh, the, the other thing is that an untrained person can't clean, doesn't right. know how to reload that weapon. Clear a jam. Doesn't know how to clear a jam. Nothing like that. So yeah, they're if, if they have a weapon, they're not going to have it very long because they're not going to they're not going to be able to take care of it or repair it if it breaks. You being trained in it are also trained in the in basic repair and all general maintenance and cleaning of the weapon, including how to reload it, how to fill a magazine, all that stuff. You know how to do that. And by the way, what what we just talked about there is explained in these paragraphs. We just kind of breeze through that just so you guys okay, know. Now uh, we're going to page one sixty seven. Uh, weapon modifiers, bonuses, and penalties. It says right in the first paragraph, to shoot something, the attacker must roll a d20 and needs an eight or higher to strike. Oh, wow. However, it didn't even do the range. No. However, the shooter may also have bonuses to hit from weapon skills and penalties from other conditions. Now, in hand-to-hand -hand combat, it's one through four is an automatic miss. Mm -hmm. in, in ranged combat, one through seven is an automatic miss. And I'm going to say this one more time, simply in case you watch the other videos. In the other videos, you'll you'll remember that it actually said that at after was it 80 feet, 80 yards, or something like that. It goes Here up. It's saying ranged attack. Yep. I prefer Any this rule, attack. even if it's not it's not quite it's not realistic. I prefer it because of its simplicity. Yes. Ranged attack. I just know if I'm going. Range. Exactly. Exactly. You need to roll at least an eight, a modified roll of at least an eight to hit, even at point blank range. Does that make a whole lot of sense? Who cares? Eh, strictly no. Does it make gameplay faster? Strictly yes. Is it that? Is it breaking? No, it doesn't break. Uh, aim aim shot bonus. This is this is basically a general bonus. You're yeah. you're not closing your eyes. You're actually shooting somebody you can see. You basically get the aim shot bonus. It, you're just only allowed to take one shot. Is all it is. Yeah. Not not yeah, per round. Per action. Per action, yes. You're not allowed to throw it on full auto and do an aim shot. No. <laughs> There's not, nothing like that. An aim shot is is a one shot per action. A called shot is a specific target. You must call or announce your, your character's intention to shoot a specific part of someone's body or a specific thing. A carefully aimed and called shot gets the benefit of the plus two bonus, but it counts as three actions. Uh, a regular called shot, just just calling your shot costs two actions. If you want that plus two on top of it, it costs three. Here are the penalties for a called shot. A bullseye or any small target is difficult to shoot. And even with an aimed or called shot, the shooter suffers a penalty of minus three or four to strike, sometimes more. Note, a called shot can only be tried with a single sniper style shot, not a burst or when shooting wild. Seems like these rules here are a little bit more restrictive than the other Palladium games, are. but, but it makes sense. Simple. They're a lot more simple. They're a lot more straightforward. This, uh, th this was this kind of combat was first introduced, I think, in Scrapers. Okay. Does it say so in the beginning? No, Splicers. Oh. Splicers. It was first introduced in the in the Splicers. Can we remove that from this book? Because Splicers is god awful. Yeah, it was converted over to here. Okay. I mean, I like this. I got to be honest about yeah. that. I like the way this is this yeah, it's handling more combat. Simple, it's faster. It's good. Yeah. Now, uh, the effects of a called shot are up to the game master. If you shoot someone in the eye, do you do you bypass their SDC and go straight to hit points? Maybe. Do you blind them in one eye? Definitely. 
if you shoot someone in the hand, does it break their hand? Does it make their hand not usable for the, for the rest of the combat? Maybe. Do they drop something they're holding? Most likely. Does it break the thing they're holding? Maybe. It's up to the GM. But the GM's job is to listen to the player. Like I am calling shot to the person's hand because he's holding a detonator switch. Now you as a GM probably won't want to screw over the player and say, oh, well, the bullet pushed the button before it broke. So haha. No, <laughs> dude, you're just being, you're just being a butthead at that point. Stop. Wow. <laughs> Stop it. No, that's just mean. You don't, if a successful called shot doesn't mean something bad happened. All right. It means something good for the player happened. So it destroyed the detonator switch or it made them drop it at the very least. Come on. Be a guy here. Okay. Come on. Okay. Shooting blind minus 10 to strike this shooting blind is literally that you have your eyes closed or you can't see, or someone you knock is Max's glasses off someone or knock Max's glasses off or someone is under 100% cover, not hard cover, hundred percent soft cover Con concealment. Like, yeah. Complete concealment completely behind bushes. You cannot see any part of their body. You're shooting wild minus 10 to hit shooting bursts automatic firing or bursts are not intended for accuracy reduce the shooter's normal weapon bonuses to strike by half if the character does not have a weapon bonus it's minus three they don't have a skill then it's their d20 minus so again three. you can burst without but now instead now of an eight mind. that you need you need an 11 yeah shooting wild has a penalty of minus six to strike what's the difference between shooting burst and wild here we go and applies even to trained weapon experts when the character is terrified, angry, enraged, panicked, off balance, drunk, shooting from a moving, most likely shooting from a moving vehicle. It's a long list. <laughs> or from horseback, spraying in areas, shooting while under heavy fire, while running, leaping, dodging. Okay. <laughs> it's a long list. I don't do this generally. Me as a game master, I do not give the shooting wild unless you are, you are uh, on a moving object and the other person isn't keeping pace. For example, let's say you're on a horse and you're shooting someone who's not on a horse. Your speed differential is so great, I will consider you shooting wild. But you are on a horse, they are on a horse, you're chasing them, your speed differential is not great, virtually you're going the same speed, I am not going to give you the shooting wild de uh, demerit. I'm not going to do it. That's me. I'm not going to do it. Because your actual speed difference is negligible. Same thing with a car. If you pull up next to somebody in a car and start shooting from car to car, I'm not going to give you a minus six because the actual difference in your speed is almost nothing. I'm not going to do it. But you could hit bumps. If you shut up. Shut up. No, I'm not going to do it. So as a GM, I'm telling you, use... Use best judgment on this. I, I do right? that a little bit differently, not too much differently, but a little bit differently. Uh, if it's a vehicle thing, it depends on if the driver made the stunt roll. Okay, yeah. If your driver sucks, then you're not going to keep pace. You're going to do that. Then you're in trouble. Okay, fair enough. And, and for like TMNT, we're actually riding animals is a skill in multiple areas. Uh, I do it based on if you make your riding whatever. So to use D&D &D terms, because all I can think of right now, but you're riding land-based. If you make that roll, you're shooting without a big penalty. If you don't make the roll, you have, you're struggling holding on and you're trying to shoot, it's shooting yeah. wild. Yeah. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Just as a GM, use your discretion on this one.
this this list that I gave is not end all be all. Use your discretion. Shooting a moving target. I don't I don't use this. I don't use this at all. If you are trained in your weapon, I assume you are trained also in shooting targets that move because guess what? No one stands still and let you shoot them. That's dumb. Why would you do that to someone? Why would you help someone shoot you? No. So I don't do this if the person is trained in the weapon. I don't use this at all. I do. As somebody who's fired a lot of weapons, I know there's a difference. <laughs> there, there may be, but I think it's dumb for a game. Okay. I think it's stupid for a game. Okay. I don't use it. Shooting at someone behind cover. This is this is important. If the target is completely covered, concealed, there is no hope of hitting them from a distance, and the shooter will need to find different vantage point. No. If if you're under soft 100 soft cover, you're at minus 10. If you're under 100 hard cover, okay, yeah, you're not gonna hit them. So this is one of those areas where I'm just gonna be honest. I do not play by the Palladium rules. I have my own set of rules that I use, and I'm only saying this is, and it's because of the whole cover and concealment concept. I have a chart that I use that I'm not gonna get into because we're talking about the rules of the game. But just so right. other people know out there, I. Uh, it's Palladium-esque. It will feel like Palladium, but I completely revamped this part because I, I like cover and concealment, and they are literally two different things. So, yep. now uh, for for someone who is taking cover behind something but still wanting to shoot, you can hit them, but you must call your shot. It says it right here. Uh, if the target is hiding, but part of him, it can be seen, or if the target periodically pops his head out to shoot back, curse, or peek out, the shooter must make a called shot to hit them. So you have to make your called shot. That means you're going to get a minus two or three, or if they're under a great amount of cover, it's going to be more, it's GM discretion. But you're going to be at, at, a, at a detriment shooting someone who is hiding behind cover, which, it, which is the way it should be. It should be harder to hit someone who's taking cover. It should, and it is. Shooting beyond the effective range. One may attempt a shot as much as 30% farther than the effective range of the weapon, but you're at a minus five to strike. Makes sense. You're having to shoot up a little bit to counteract the whole, you know, drop of the bullet, and it's less... It's it's less precise. I I've seen it. a lot of GMs. If this is in any other games, I've seen a lot of GMs just say no. <laughs> like you're going to the and and, and I'm okay with that so to to it's simplify fine. the game. Yeah, but by the rules, you can go thirty percent higher with a minus up to thirty percent longer than max range, but with a minus five penalty. Am now, I misremembering it, rules or is this different? Nope, this is different. Okay, for shooting a gun, your physical prowess bonus does not count. Now, why is that? Because your weapon proficiency gives you a bonus at almost every other level. They don't want this to stack. That makes guns OP. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you get to level 10, you're going to, if you also have physical prowess bonuses, you could have something like plus 10 to hit. Now, now be very clear. Your hand-to-hand -hand bonuses do not count when it comes to ranged combat. No. no. Hand -to -hand but your attack weapon and proficiency was is different. Yes. In hand-to-hand -hand attack, your physical prowess does count. But, but even so, even if you get a plus two to strike because of your hand-to-hand, -hand, that does not translate not, over to it, shooting a weapon. It does not 
does not port over to only your weapon proficiency bonuses yep. or specific bonuses that say ranged attack yep. will count. And there probably is some kind of special bonus, just like automatic dodge has its own bonuses. Ranged attack has its own bonuses too. Your weapon proficiency gives you the ranged attack bonus for that weapon. There you go. Dodging bullets and energy blasts. You can try. <laughs> you can try. You're at a huge deficit though. Minus 10 to dodge at point blank range within 10 feet. Minus five to dodge at close range. Only applicable bonuses for dodging gunfire energy beams are the character's physical prowess attribute and any OCC bonuses to dodge. The defender trying to dodge must match or better the shooter's roll to strike to make successful dodge. And you're at a lot of minuses because bullets and energy blasts go really fast and they're really hard to dodge. All right, let's uh I don't think we need gun terms. No, we don't need gun terms. That's fine. Well, main body actually is well, maybe I got too much riffs and Robotech stuck in my head, but when I see main body, that's that's an important Yeah, I think we covered that. What do you think? See, there there is no uh the whole for for beyond the supernatural, giving SDC and hit points to different areas in the body is optional. So I mean, personally I don't use it. I don't use it. It you, if you hit someone, it takes away their hit points, whether you hit them in the finger, the face, or the chest. It takes away the same amount of hit points, whatever. That's just, that's how I use it. But eh. if you want, if you want to section out, like I give one fifth of everything to different, five different areas in the body. And if you do one fifth of, of the person's total hit points to their arm, it knocks out their arm or it blows off their arm. That's up to you as a GM. Just make sure the players understand that. And that's fine. All right, should we go to psychic combat? Uh, it's not necessary. Okay. I mean, we covered a lot of this already. It's just now the one thing I wanted to find out: uh, psychic combat. Does this magic, which isn't in this book, usually nope. you get a max of two two actions per round? Is this one every action is like so? However yes. many hand to hand all, actions. Okay. All, that's... all palladium psychic powers are equal to the number of actions you have per melee okay. round. There we go. That's really the only question I had. Yep. And you use up your ISP as yes. your... Uh... Yes. Yes. This isn't after the bomb where, where, you, where you pay with bio e-points. No. You have, you, get, you have an ISP total and you have to pay for each power every time you use it. And if and you I get do to zero, that, you're done. Yeah, I do think that's enough. Like a lot of these rules that I'm kind of just paging through right now, these are things that you'll just deal with while you're playing. We wanted to cover the combat so you understand how combat yes. works, generally speaking. If you have any questions, put it in the, the comments below. Uh, and uh, I'll... I'll I'll send Heathen Dog a message that we got comments, so check out. But uh, ultimately, all the rest of this is going to be skill rules we're doing next week. And uh, what else are you doing next week? Uh, we're going to do occupations and skills. Okay. We Now, we did talk about some of the occupations already. Oh, no, we talked about the psychic character classes. Yes, we talked about the character classes, not the occupations, because I want, I want, we had to touch on occupations during character creation because you have to choose it then but you don't need to pick your skills or, or adjust your skills at that time. After you're done picking your occupation and your, and your psychic character class, then you pick your skills. So we're going to do that next week. All right. Do you, are you ready for some comments? There's a lot of them. Uh, go for it. That was a long segment. So here we it go. Was. Okay. So going all the way back to the beginning, did you just say August 7th, 2020? I hope not. Yeah. Hope not. Cause yeah. then we're traveled time and yeah. August 7th, 2022 is when we're doing the drawing for the palladium books giveaway. Yep. So, uh, what's next? Uh, I want to see some gun combat stuff. Well, I tried. There you go. You got it. <laughs>
Uh, melee round is 15 seconds? Yes. Correct. Yo, geek. Pedantic Nerd Rage. Ah, studded leather doesn't exist. Neither does chain mail. But you know what? We put up with that as well. It's mail. M-A-I-L-L-E. <laughs> I remember getting yelled at at a Gen Con by some freaking Arma expert over that nonsense. Dude, just let it go. Yeah, uh, but but no, I mean he's he was speaking a joke there. By the way, Yield yeah, Geek, go check out his channel. He's got a good channel out there. Uh, and uh, obviously, if you're watching on YouTube, you can just right click on him, go there, and uh, join. <clears throat> Mister Max says again, man, this system is quite crunchy. Uh, it mm, crunchier than yes. some. Yeah. Yes, but it flows, and that's the thing that's hard to explain without playing it. And that's that's why I wanted to, you know, the, to kind of point that comment out for him. Uh, is you know, like he says about uh, uh, was it champions, where if you have to explain that, hey, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. But I will tell you, in both games, I'm okay with the comment because it's true. It is true because you're reading this, you're like, oh my god, what am I getting into? Now it flows. It really does flow. Sometimes you might forget something here or there, but you know what? I blame the players for that. If you didn't know you could body flip throw, it's not for me because he can body flip throw. He can't body flip throw because you have different, you know, uh, attack. You have different skill sets. Yeah, yeah, different skill sets. You have to know your character. It's also why I rewrite literally every character that I make for Palladium Games onto my own character sheet, which includes all of that. Every single combat maneuver that exists in the game, I have my plus zero, minus one, plus five, whatever to it, because when I go down, then I just know exactly what I can do. That's a character sheet problem, in my opinion, not a game problem. Fair. Omen also says, rolled punch doesn't take an action. Uh, yes, it does. In, in, in Beyond the Supernatural, it does. I looked it up. Okay. So, uh, what, what, after you put that on there, uh, I, I looked at it, and yes, we, uh, whether you succeed or yep. fail, it takes an action, which yep. kind of did uh, surprise me. But hey, uh, why do a backflip style? Yeah. No, it's it, uh, a backflip will also automatically take you out of melee combat range. Who cares when you got opponent. style, man? <laughs> okay, fine. Style two, fine. But if you fail your backflip, you're on your ass. And so, well, that's a form of style. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a different style. It's a bad style. It's not that complicated. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah, but but it's what reading it, it, it you're is. Like, oh, okay, but. Up until then, just reading it, I understand that it can be daunting. And it is. Just reading it. Yep. My character spent years working as a bouncer. What kind of hand-to-hand -hand school that would he have? It just using only that information you put there, I would say expert. Yep. Any soccer mom can get, uh, pick up a gun, uh, can pick shotgun. up and shoot a gun and use it, but a bow is a bow. But a bowman is a bowman. Bow bow okay, here, look. There's a reason why guns superseded bows in war. I'm going to use what's going to win. You can feel cool standing on the high ground. Oh, look at me! I'm waving my flag. I I have honor, and I I I'm using my knight chivalry. I'm just messing with him right now, of course. But you know what? I'm still going to shoot you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh, what was that movie? Um, Harrison Ford, uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Right, exactly. He brought he brought swords to a gunfight. This is his fault. Exactly. <laughs> so there we go. Uh aim shot counts two actions. It does. I also yeah. looked that up when he put that in there. And that yeah. wasn't uh that wasn't stated, which surprised yeah. me because I don't think it does in any other of the games. I, I not to my knowledge, no. 
And you didn't mention it. I know you didn't mention it. I don't know if it's an oversight or we just moving on. No so, problem either I way. Must have, I must have missed but, it. Yeah. But uh, when he said that, I was thinking, no, it doesn't. But violence solves everything is rarely wrong in this stuff. So I, I look at it. And yes, it does take two actions just to do an aimed shot. An aimed so, shot, two actions. It gives you a plus two to hit. Is that important to you? Maybe. Yeah. Then you might want to take two actions. A called shot takes two actions. An aimed called shot takes three. Also, remember that you do not get hand-to-hand bonus for range bonus, right? Yep, yep. That's right. We we covered that. Yep. Thank you. Uh, this is a bit less cinematic than other aspects of the game. I don't know. Eh, it, no, it, yeah, but it has to be because sometimes you just have to get down to the numbers, you know? Sometimes you just have to get down to the straight numbers and this is it. I have one more here, but two more I want to show. Okay. Um, 5.56 NATO has effective range of five, blah, blah, blah. This, for me, anybody brings this up at the table, I'm going to say, I don't care. This is not real world earth. This is palladium beyond the supernatural game. And I'm going to go by what the game says. Uh, and I don't know if he was trying to do that. I'm just saying like this, but this is the type of stuff you run in with gun nuts at the table. Yeah. Max, aren't you a gun nut too? Uh, yeah, but not at the table. You know, I'm not going to sit there and go like, well, a chemical laser actually of the green will be off. Put. I don't care. It says laser and it does these things. Let's just move. But, so. but I made my own rounds and I, I put 20% more grains of powder in. So it has more, it has more, you know, you know what stuff. you fire the slide flies off back in your forehead. You're dead. Make a new character. <laughs> All right. What are the other two you want? To uh, where is it? Uh, uh, crunchy games are only a problem for below average players. No, I think it's a bunch of, no. I think it's style. Cause yeah. I, I don't like crunchy games. I can do them. I played plenty of battle. Look, you don't get crunchier than battle. It's 23rd century. That's true. Uh, and I played a bunch of that. It's about style. I I don't like crunchy games anymore, but I also don't like one-page rule games either. I want the game to have some meat to it, but that's why I like the Free League games. I think they're a great balance between crunch and rules. And then, what is it? Any soccer mom can use a gun. It's true, but they're only getting a straight D20 roll. If you're trained, you can do the things like aim shot, called shot, and you get your bonuses for your weapon proficiency depending on your level. But anyone can pick up a gun and shoot it. Yeah. Straight up D20. Um, what was it? Uh, I like seeing this. Max is right because I've had a few Max's wrong things. Um, but uh, this comes from when I was in the Air Force. They warned us. So, like, guys... In the M9, do not use Israeli rounds in these things. The slide will enter your forehead if you do. And I just remember that warning because apparently they're higher grains or something. So, uh, anywho. And uh, I've I've fired a bunch of different weapons when I was in. Not as many as Sudzy. <laughs> Sudzy's got me beaten by a long shot on that one. <laughs> but uh, I've fired a ton of different weapons on there. Strangely enough, I am better with an AK-47, uh, AK-74, and uh the, and whatever the egyptian was i forget what e3 or whatever the hell it was called uh then i am the m16 <laughs> oops so uh i'm anyway. better i'm better with any handgun than i am with any rifle uh i i was yeah so was i uh so was i <laughs> that's that's a bad thing to say by the way but yeah so was i okay um that's it that's all we're gonna do for comments here we need to move on to segment two we're running really slow here and i've got some stuff to talk about so uh please uh like subscribe and share you guys in chat uh, by the way, for those on the YouTube side or watching later, uh, we don't show all the chats. We just show the ones that we want to answer there. There's a lot of chat going on here. So come check that out. Come join us. Talk to us uh, in there. Uh, 
people making fun of me for being wrong twice. Nobody likes you, Baldahar. And uh, <laughs> here we go. And what, what, are, what are the things that we promote here? I forget. Oh, we, we promote there's our charity, the Wounded Warrior Project. You can use that QR code to donate. We're going to have a Veterans Day 24 hour stream. Oh, not looking forward to that, but I'm looking greatly forward to that. <laughs> 24 hours, man. That's going to be fun times. Those are links where you can watch videos. You want to donate to us, PayPal and Streamlabs is by far the best way to do it because they don't take a lot of your money. YouTube and uh, Twitch take uh, 30 and 50% respectively. And you can follow us on the website. Join our Discord. The Discord is where it's happening. Things are going on there. People commenting about stuff all the time. And uh, I don't need to do that. That's it. We're done. No more. All right. I have to go use the little heathen dog's room. All right. Then in the meantime, I will look at what chat's been saying. You guys are talking about. Uh, yeah, and and again, it's 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 pedant. Not saying you're doing this, but at the table when people get all pedantic about the weapons, like, well, really, actually, I don't care. It's a game, and I'm going to play the game like a game. Now, if I'm playing a game based on utter realism, that's a different story. When I'm playing a game that openly says combat is cinematic. I'm going to be cinematic. So again, this isn't pointed at Sudsy at all. This is just pointed at the at the the concept of people sometimes, especially you know when somebody has a niche, whether somebody understands lasers, or somebody understands firearms, or somebody understands hacking, how to actually hack into something. Man, they can sit at the table and jaw your ear off. Like I do it with my niche as well. It's like you know sometimes like no no that's not really how it works. Well, guess what? The game says you make a role to do these things. That's what we're gonna do because we're gonna keep it moving. <laughs> uh, so, what are other people have been archers since I was a teen? Was it? I'm going to use a handgun. I'm better with a bow. You might be better with the bow, but I'm going to shoot you more times with the handgun than you are me with the bow. <laughs> uh, do, 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 do. Yeah. Okay. I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not going to get in the firearms debate with people. I. I again. A lot of you know more about firearms than me. A lot of you know more about martial arts than me. I have taken martial arts and I fired quite a few weapons. Uh, I have my own. But uh, with that in mind, I don't, I don't ever want to. Now, again, if you're playing a military simulation type game, like not the new one, but maybe the old Twilight 2000, um, maybe you could even bring that into Battlelords the 23rd Century, although there's already so much crunch in there. Why would you want to? Uh, and there's some other games out there that embrace that. That's those are the type of games I actually shy away from now. Like I just, you know, I like to play good old, good old fashioned BattleTech, right? A little segue into what we'll be talking about in segment two. But uh, good old fashioned BattleTech, even though you're telling me missiles only go 720 meters, yep, and you're calling them long range, yep. Less than a kilometer. We have intercontinent. Shut up. They go 720 meters. Deal with it. That's the game. And it's fun. Damn it. It's fun. <laughs> so, uh, and I, I don't know what Twilight 200 is, but uh, <laughs> it's Twilight 2000. Yeah. And I, I was a second edition player. I don't know about first edition. First edition might be better. I played second edition, the one with the yellow cover. So, and I have the current one, and I like the current one. I know a couple people have poo-pooed it, but I like the current one. I know it's a lot different, but I like Free League, so. <laughs> that poor old battle. How I miss the and Oh, we're about to miss it more after today. Uh, all right. Um, I guess we just jump into segment two. Well, there are going to be two parts to segment two. Okay. 
because the first part's going to be a little bit happier. So hope that's the segment one thing. So I'm just going to start with the disclaimer. I don't, even though I don't think I probably need it for this, but. All right, for segment, for the first part of segment two today, probably don't need that disclaimer, but I am going to just talk about a couple of things that uh, happened in the last week for Legion of Myth and a couple of things that are upcoming for Legion of Myth because we're at a little bit of crossroads. Nope, crossroads sounds like a bad thing. We're, we're, we're about to walk over a precipice. Damn it, that sounds bad too. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, there's just some the things. Threshold. Cross a threshold. Oh, baby. And uh, <laughs> where did this go? I just lost my mind. Uh, anywho. Uh, I just want to talk about some things that are coming up and, and what's going on. So let me just throw these out there. I'm going to, I'm going to phone it in again. He, I'm phoning it again. There, there's a slide and there's a slide. You can come join our discord. You should come join our discord. Buy our stuff on Redbubble. It's great. Uh, sold a lot of stickers last week. It was kind of funny. Like I forgot I had stickers and I stole a ton of them. So and I got $2 and 44 cents from it or something like that. $2 and something. Woo. Yeah. That's our streaming schedule. Red is on YouTube. Purple's on Twitch. Okay, so uh, I got my notes written on an envelope. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so first of all, I am going to show this. And this is, we're not going to go into this. I have a video that is going to appear on Monday. Uh, I took about five and some odd minutes, hours yesterday. That's right, I said minutes and hours. Yesterday, condensing the Friday chill stream, which is about six hours long, into an hour and a half video that only covers this portion of, uh, of what we talked about. So if you already watched the, the, the Friday Night Chill stream, uh, the video for tomorrow is going to be nothing new for you, but it did take me about five hours to edit that thing. And why am I not having... Hold on. Did I close something out? Oh, no, it's just here. Slide that over. Bring you back. There we go. Now I can share it easier. Share screen. There we go. Uh, we covered the Discami Publishing Game Bundle fundraiser for quite a bit on Friday. Good time. Between the people I know who donated directly to this, uh, this uh, Indiegogo right here, and the people who gave Super Chats, as well as some people who uh, paid, donated, uh, through PayPal directly because they didn't want to YouTube taking the money. We made over $500. Thank you. Thank you for that. I want to say we made maybe another three, 400 on top of that because when I started the stream, I'm pretty sure, I think this said 1100 something. And by the time the stream was over, it said 1500 something. I think somebody can correct me by watching the stream. But uh, anywho, so that's awesome. I'm going to take credit for that. No, I don't, I'm not going to take credit for that because I don't know if that was actually our folks that did that. But the point is, is we raised about $500. Uh, now, again, YouTube's going to take 30%, et cetera, et cetera. So I think I figured out we have like $368. Uh, I'll probably round that up to $40 because it makes Heathen Dog laugh every time I spend extra money that we don't have. And uh, so, uh, but probably give uh, that we're going to donate for a giveaway for this medical fundraiser. Again, not going to go through all the videos and so forth. Tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, the video will pop. It is a condensed version of the Friday Night Chill stream. I condensed the six hours down to an hour and 33 minutes. You can watch it. It's us talking about this. It's us laughing, having fun, doing Skeletor voices and whatever the heck else was going on. So uh, check that out. But I wanted to thank everybody who watched that and helped donate money. We got a, a couple really big super chats and a bunch of little ones. They all added up. They're all good. 
uh, and I really appreciate that. So if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, I should probably give you the link right now. I'm going to give you the link in chat right now. So boop. here we go. What? Max set a new record for, uh, on reacting to a video that was less than seven hours. Yes, a 12-minute video only took us like an hour or so to get through. And just so you know, uh, it's only going to take about 20 minutes or so if you watch <laughs> the thing tomorrow. Um, but yes, uh, <laughs> thanks. Thanks for that, Dick. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, I can't do that part of it. So there is a Discord poll. If you go to my Discord... Go to the uh, go Legion Myth Discord. Go to the hashtag polls channel. There's a poll up right now. You click one of the little reaction things at the bottom for your choice. And it talks about how do we want to give these away. I'm going to, I'm ending the poll today. So if you're not on our Discord, check the description below. Get on the Discord and uh, check it out to do your vote because I want to get this information to Mr. McKinnon uh, sooner rather than later. He sent me an email, said, please call me Mark. You know, my mom, my mom beat into me. Don't do that. <laughs> so. But Mark wants me to, you know, I want to send it to him today so that uh, that we can be ahead of this before he does go into for his surgery and uh, we get the things worked out. Because really it just came down to a shipping issue. And we want to find out since what it looks like, unless you guys somehow skew the vote, it looks like they're all going to be shipped to me, which will actually allow us to probably get one more product. That means one more thing to give away. If uh, if you guys want it to happen, like, yeah, I want it to give away right now. Well, then if that's going to be the case, then I'm going to have to do the shipping to everybody individually. It means we'll give out less stuff. So no. uh, I think that's about it for this. Again, I just want to get off there. I just want to thank everybody. These are the products. There are a bunch of things that can be given away. And let's just scroll down. Uh, he's got his novel that he wrote for Amber Diceless about 30 some years ago. Uh, got Anime 5e, which nobody in our Discord was interested in. Everybody's like, I don't want that. <laughs> wow. I, okay. I looked it over and I was like, nah. Nah. Um, I'm not interested in these two. I'm actually kind of interested in the Demon City, but you know what? You can get, you'll get all three. Apparently these are like settings for using the TriStat system. I don't necessarily want to say Bessem because Bessem is part of the TriStat system, but it's a uh, yeah, they're, they're they're box sets. Sailor Moon, which a few people did step up and say, you know what, I would be interested in that. So there you go. Uh, if that's something, we might get one of these as well. We'll see. I know I've already kind of put a, a small list out for them. Like, uh, how does this fit in the scheme of things? The caveat is this, and this is what I want everybody to see. Okay, Bessem, I'm trying to change this from being the entire thing to being books, so just the main book, so that we can give out more. Theoretically, I'm not again. This is theory crafting here. We could probably give out three books for this price. Yeah, you know, uh, I think the books are actually more than fifty bucks, but yeah, probably two if you include the shipping and handling costs. Yeah, even yeah. still, that's still better than one of this and maybe none of something else. You know, so yeah. uh, the, I, I'm still working on that to see if he's good with that. Got the PDF bundles, which we're not absolute power. You, I, I need everybody to understand because this is what people seem to want. These are two books in a slip uh, slip case. It's $150. All right. So if we do that, I can only give out a maximum of two of these right now. That's 300 bucks and I wouldn't have enough for a third one. Maybe we could throw another game in there. So I'm thinking about toning this down to just one. If you really want it, go to the link. That That's my suggestion. Oh, actually, the link's down here. Sorry. Go to the link. That's my suggestion. We'll still do one. 
uh, if we can, because this is also part of a backer kit right now. But all told, I, what I want to do is I want to give you guys more product and good product than just buying the most expensive thing. Because a bunch of people donated. I want people to have the opportunity to, to experience more than one thing. So I, I hope that makes sense to you guys. All right. Um, anything else on this? Nope. Nope. No more on this. The next thing I want to say is uh, congratulations to Baron G Rock and Kevin. Uh, wait, what's his Sullivan. name? Sullivan. <laughs> I know him as that darn cat. So, uh, and Kevin Sullivan for winning the two fifty dollar each one got one fifty dollar Palladium books gift cards. Gift certificates are called there. So. Uh, Baron G. Rack already said they bought some Beyond the Supernatural stuff, so that's good. And I don't know what uh, Kevin's bought yet, but uh, anywho, let me stop sharing that. Uh, but yes, so uh, congratulations to both of them. Uh, they won them on the members only stream that we had on the 29th. So if you are a member, we do things like this for our members. But members aren't the only ones that can win. We also have, as I go up to here, next week. August 7th. If you don't know the rules and a couple people haven't followed the rules, please go to the webpage legionofmyth.tv Take a look. Uh, I don't know where the posts are in the scheme of things right now, but there are three of them. Two of them are blog posts. One of them is a video. So there are three different ways that you can read this uh, or, or understand this. Also, really, the YouTube uh, community tab has one, right? A YouTube community tab, if you scroll down, the information is there, and, may and maybe I'll do an update, but we'll see. It's got the rules for how to enter. You have to watch a video, make a substantive comment, and include a hashtag. Some of you have forgotten that, <laughs> uh, so you might want to check. Uh, for whichever one you want to win, and if you want to win all four, you need to do that four times. There are four separate videos for this. So, uh, And this is for any subscriber. Once it is announced, you will have until, I forget the date that I put on there, you'll have to look at the rules, but you have until that day to verify your identity. Somebody sending me a random email or Discord message says, that's me, is not going to be believed. I have to be able to verify it, so figure that part out. The easiest way is to watch next week on the 7th, be there for the live stream, and then uh, win. <laughs> that's Because then we can verify it, because... You'll, po you'll post in our private chat here. So, But I just want to put that out there. So stand by. St stay tuned. Next week, we are going to have the drawing for this. If you, So you have another week to enter. And then it'll be over. Because what is next week? Next week is episode number 100. You're hoping to have somebody on. Somebody famous. Somebody important on. But guess what next week also is? Gen Con. Gen Con. And guess where everybody's going to be next week? Gen Con. Gen Con. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, yeah, so we, we weren't able to do that. But, and I really, really, really need to reach out to him again. Uh, I want to do it before he goes to Gen Con. He's tied up with that stuff uh, uh, to let him know what the status of everything is right now. But we are still on schedule to have Kevin Simbaita here. Simbaita. Oh, my God. Don't worry. We're going to clarify. I know. <laughs> I, again, I use the two names. Oh, so somebody called me out because I said that somebody's name was, uh, you said Chuck Beta and you said uh, Kevin Beta. Who, what name? It's, it's I'm sorry. It's Chuck. I said Kevin because I was thinking of Kevin Simbeta when I was, so 
Yes. But yes, I know two people with literally his name split in half uh, that go by Amy Syme, Chuck Bida. And so I want to call him Syme Bida. I don't know. People told me that's wrong. We'll find out when he gets here. Anyway, um, he's still slated to be here for the 14th of August to give us about 90 to 120 minutes of, uh, of talk on Palladium books. We look very much forward to that. He's got some questions. I've rearranged my questions a little bit, but I have my questions as well. Uh, This week and next week, I will go through our discord uh, chat, our suggestions to pull out pretty much the order. I would like to ask them in. And as we have time, we will ask the questions that uh, come there. Also, depending on what the the topic is that we're talking about that time, I'm not going to completely just switch topic on him for talking something else like, Oh yeah, I've got to, uh, somebody on my discord who is interested in this conversation so his question was blah 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 and i also want to give him time to talk about anything and this is one of the things i like to do when it comes to any sort of like interview or whatever what are the questions that nobody asks you that you wish they would or what is it you want to say out to whatever community as far as palladium books goes that uh, you don't get to say as much because this time is not just for us to ask him questions but for him to shill his products talk about what's happening with palladium books and so on and so forth uh, so I, I want to make sure that he has time to, you know, what? I wish more people would ask me, blah, blah, blah. Well, guess what? Either tell me and I'll ask it or just ask it and answer it yourself. Cause, cause I, I know how that feels when you're like, man, I wish more people would just ask this about Legion of Myth or something like that. And they don't, all they ask me is if heathen dog and I actually get along. <laughs> so anyway, um, let's see. I'm not looking at chat right now. I don't know if there's anything uh, important in there. What else? What else? What else? Because that is, we talked about that. Talked about that. I'm missing something that I wanted to talk about, but I forget. Oh, yeah. Next week is uh, 100. So episode episode number 101 is uh, Kevin. That's part of the next segment. That's, I guess that's it for this portion. What happened to us all going to do? Oh, we, I'm, not, I'm not going to Gen Con again. So, uh, 2020 we were supposed to go to gen con but they had dumb rules and germany locked me down so i couldn't really leave anyway well then they did so, online but yeah yeah i probably won't go to another gen con again gen con owes me money gen con needs to give me my money back because i'm not going to go to their nonsense anymore until it's at least not run by woke woke scaredy uh, scaredy cats who think that just because it's sunny outside you got to wear a mask and if you say a poopoo word you have to get kicked out because that's obvious you know hate speech or some nonsense like that i i don't deal with people like that there are plenty of other conventions i can go to i do plan on starting to hit up some of those those we'll see how my money situation is and what when i can take leave and so forth but uh you know, VengerCon, people said, was pretty fun this year. Uh, you know, got Biggest Geekest with CabinCon. But even more local here, there, I guess there's a convention here in uh, Alabama. Isn't DragonCon in Florida? Something like that? Uh, I, I don't know. But, I mean, there are conventions in the, the area here. So, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Oh, the 100th episode. Well, we're going to stalk you because we're going to have a camera wherever you are. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, keep a lookout for drones keep a lookout for drones by the way it's illegal to shoot them down even though i'd still do it Go over my house you're over my airspace <laughs> uh so dragon con is in atlanta there we go so yeah i mean uh, sorry, sorry george i was actually picturing georgia and said florida didn't i but uh yeah i mean and atlanta is only like a three and a half hour drive for me so that could be something that uh that i could think of in the future but i think it is now time 
that was our update. What do I want to call it? What do you think I title this uh, video? Updates? Um, Legion Myth Happenings? Uh, yeah. Things to know. No. That's lame. Not the, we'll figure that out, because that's going to be a separate video than what we talk about next. So. All right. For the real meat of segment two today, we're going to talk about Blaine Lee Hardo being canceled by a cuckolist games lab or game labs. That's right. That's the official logo. You know that, right? Sure. Yep. Because uh, cuckolist uh, hates its fan base. Now, to be fair, it's probably more of a tops issue than cuckolist. But you know what? Cuckolist is the one that did it. And that's uh, that's who we're going to talk about. If you're a Battletech fan which I will be talking about my, my Battletech fandom here in just a moment. Uh, this may be of interest to you. Now, uh, one thing I want to say even before I get into the disclaimer is uh, I think you should check out uh, Archcast. Is it The Archcast or Archcast? I forget the name of his streaming site is called. But uh, he talks about this in depth. I did not get through it all. I only listened to about, uh, I think, a quarter to a third of it. And there's another one called Mage Leader. Check out his channel. He covered this as well. And if I sound like I'm copying a lot of what those two channels said, it's because, you know, a lot of us believe the same things. And of course, they said a lot of the stuff that, that I agree with. So anyway, I wanted to just mention those two channels out there because uh, I've already watched some of this information and read the article. And we're going to get into that. So there's our disclaimer. There's probably going to be a lot of that today. Hyperbole and some other uh, nonsense. Does Topps own Battletech? Top owns Catalyst Game Lab. I'm sorry, Cuckolist Game Labs which owns Battletech. So, and uh, yeah, somebody else put out a video on this that, that we know and couldn't get the author's first or last name correct. He called him like Bill Pardue or something like that. So I don't know who the hell that is, but it's Blaine Lee Pardo. And yeah, so let's, uh, let's see what we got going on. And this is going to, the RP gate is actually going to be uh, integral to this. So let's talk about this for a second. What is hashtag RP gate is escapism, not representation. It is entertainment over activism and it's natural inclusion, not forced diversity. And a little bit of all of that is going to be touched on today. These are games of, of fantasy. These are games of science fiction. Battletech is a game of caricatures. <laughs> like you can't get more caricature-ish than Bushido Space Japan. <laughs> communist uh, or sino-soviet uh, uh house liao uh what, what else do we have on there like <laughs> yugoslavia merrick <laughs> like, like you can you can see the real world influences in all of this and they are actual caricatures and that's what makes battletech so fun so yeah there are links please come by our discord come talk to us on our discord you can follow the website where I put the videos. I'm starting to put up a little couple of bloggy posts up there too. Yay. Doing blogs when I have time. You can back us on Locals and you can join or not join. Yeah, you can join Redbubble, I guess. But you can buy our stuff. That'd be better on Redbubble. And those are our uh, upcoming stream schedule dates. Every Sunday, every Friday on YouTube and every Thursday and every Saturday on Twitch. Because Heathen Dog likes to play games and he's a masochist because he stays on Twitch. <laughs> okay all right so now we, just just to say it i never played battletech i don't follow it at all i have no idea about any of this i'm going in this completely blind which is the way max likes it on the flip side 
Hey, my name's Max Liao. <laughs> Wonder where he got it. Huh, where did that come from? Um, and I've been going by that since the BBS days <laughs> of the internet. Some form of Max Liao, Maximilian Liao with one L, uh, with a space, without a space. I've been doing this for, well, over 30 years. See, it's uh, 2022, 92. Yep, so 30-some years. I've used this handle in one form or another. Even when Goon used to leg me in MechWarrior Online during beta because I had a name of a canon character, I decided, you know what, I thought at one point maybe I'd change it. I was like, nope, this, everybody knows me as this. I'm going to keep going. So, um, so Now, I am a, uh, I'm a 3025 purist. So a lot of what happens in Battletech nowadays, I don't really care so much about. I've long since stopped. I haven't completely stopped collecting it, but I don't really get into it much anymore. I pretty much stopped around the Jihad time. I think Dark Age was the worst thing to ever happen to Battletech. I don't like the... Because not only did the game suck, like when they brought in the clans, it destroyed the game. But unlike the clan storyline, which was interesting for its era, um, the Jihad stuff just was dumb. Like it's just dumb, uh, and everything that came after that, Republic of the Sphere. Ooh, an area you cannot enter at all. I wonder why. Shut the hell up. It was all stupid, uh, and it's because the IP changed too many times. And I will also be fair and say that uh, the HBS video game sucked donkey balls. I talked to Jerry Garthon and I talked to Jordan Weissman in an elevator, and he said you're gonna love the game. Well, he lied to me because it wasn't BattleTech. It was Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Because I don't know any single Battletech game that I've ever played where somebody can do an indirect fire at long range and, and everybody move and still have an 85% chance to hit. <laughs> it doesn't happen. So, uh, I mean, hell, if you're not having to roll boxcars, you're lucky in that regard. So, And then physical attacks were just over. It was Rock'em Sock'em Robots. I was waiting for my little mech's head to pop up. But uh, so there's been no good Battletech other than Mega Mech for years. The Mech Warrior games, the only good Mech Warrior game was Mech Warrior 1 because it's literally the only one that followed the rules of the game. So all the other ones you know, had a little bit too much artistic license. So, uh, but, and, but you can see behind me, probably, that whole shelf is Battletech. And half of that shelf is Battletech. Those are my TROs right there. That's why they stick out a little bit more. Um, I have just recently purchased a Battletech second edition box set off of eBay and a Mech Warrior first edition off of eBay because uh, my Battletech box set was destroyed many years ago and my Mech Warrior first edition book was uh, stolen from me in the late 90s, actually mid 90s. And I said, you know what? I want to get one again because I like that book. Not to be fair, the first edition Mech Warrior is basically over glorified Battletech. It's not really a good role playing game, but still. Uh, now, with all that said, I do that to kind of resume myself a little bit and also explain my limitations that, uh, no, I never got into proto-mex. I don't like elementals. I don't like clans. I don't like any of that stuff. 3025 is where it's at. Um, I know some of the weirdos out there, but, but Gauss rifles are crap for the game. I'm not saying that they shouldn't exist. They're just crap for the game. Ruin the balance. XL engines, Gauss rifles, C3 computers, all that nonsense. Turn the game into, the, basically the 3050 tech, turn the game into a tactical board game, into he who alpha strikes first wins. And I don't enjoy that. I missed the 3025 battles where you've got mechs that have so many holes in them, they look like Swiss cheese, but he's still limping. He's still limping. I might win. Uh, where tactics really were king, not alpha strikes. So, uh, I, I'm so I'm not saying a game like that isn't fun. No, MechWarrior Five, but MechWarrior Five isn't BattleTech. It's a shit game when compared to BattleTech rules. And I want BattleTech 
translated to the game. Yeah, I don't I don't want uh, I don't want it's giant stomping because like MechWarrior Online, that's nothing more than giant stompy robots. See, water doesn't slow you down. There's there's no sort of a, uh, there, no, there are no appropriate penalties from the game. There's like like, no, you have you have actual fire where it hits the specific spot you're aiming at. Well, that's more realistic. I don't want realistic. I want battle tech in the game. So knowing all that, what yeah. are we looking at? today? Yeah, sorry, I was responding to some chat there. Uh, so to be fair, yes, the MechWarrior 5 game is a decent game. I'm getting a, uh, it's a decent game as far as giant stompy robots go. It is not a good battle tech game. Well, here we go. Yeah, lose a leg, fall down there. Yeah, there's no piloting skill rolls in that game at all. But yeah, so here we go. One of the books that I've got here. Excuse me. Do this. Oh. On my Battletech shelf, yes, I have Exodus Road. I think it's the only one I have of his. Again, I don't even read the novels anymore because I just don't like the modern fiction of the game either. I just don't like where the game's gone. So, uh, but I still remember all my modifiers. So anyway, uh, Blainley Pardo, guy who wrote this and many other Battletech novels, a game that is very recognizable, even if I only have one book of his. I didn't look that deeply, and I've got a lot of Battletech books in multiple rows over there. Um, As somebody we all know, we all know Michael Stackpole, who's probably the cuck that caused all this stuff. We know Lauren Coleman. We know uh, William H. Keith. Uh, You know, we know, but Blainley Pardo is up there with those authors when it comes to Battletech. And he says here, my publisher canceled me in favor of an activist who threatened my life. Something you need to know. And I think it says it in this article, but in case it doesn't, this activist is actually guilty in court. This isn't an opinion. Okay. So, hey, the fastest Star Trek, uh, the fastest Star Trek was good, except for the adventures were written too linearly. They're too on rails for me. And I like, I'm one of the few weirdos out there that liked the Star Trek 3 combat simulator. I liked it, although I'm not going to sit here and say, well, you represented Star Trek perfectly. I liked it as a just generic space game. So, but, all right. Uh, can, well, you, can you zoom in a little bit? Oh, yeah. Yes. Okay. Uh, when corporate cowardice in the face of a minority of left-wing woke whiners alienates conservative fans, the fans need to speak with their money and remind publishers who they really answer to. Great great subtitle there and i'm going to talk about some of that after we read through the article so we're gonna get through the article first and heathen dog just jump in if you've got something you want to say about the stuff i'll do all my commentary after the article for those that don't know me i'm an award-winning best-selling author in numerous genres by the way this is obviously blaine uh writing for himself here i've been a speaker at the u.s naval academy the national archives and the and the smithsonian on subjects i write about I started my writing career in science fiction for a series called Battletech. Battletech has been made into a cartoon series. Oh, don't watch that. For Somerset Strikers is just bad. It's just really bad. Okay. <laughs> uh, into a cartoon series, video games, board games, and novels about giant robotic war machines called Battlemechs. Catalyst Game Labs is the current license holder for Battletech, which is licensed by Tops and Fanatics. Oh, I didn't know that was the whole name, Tops and Fanatics. I didn't know that. After 37 years of writing for the series, wow, has it been that long? I found myself canceled for voicing my conservative beliefs. Well, in ge- hmm? 
I don't, I don't care about your beliefs. I don't want to hear them. Well, let's see how they were. Okay. A voice. I, I, now, for example, if he did this on his own Twitter page, not representing his company, then uh, it's he, whatever. Then yeah. it's, it's his, you know, it has nothing to do with the company. But if, if he, if he voiced his own opinion on a company, social media or, or in a company event, then that, that can be, that's a fireball action in my opinion, because you're, you're supposed to be representing the company, not your own, not your own values. Right. Well, my caveat to that is a company shouldn't be expressing its values either. It should be selling product. Right. Yeah. It should be selling product and your values are meaningless to that. So shut up. Yeah. So in, in January, 2021, two people complained to my publisher asking that books I wrote be pulled from publication because they allegedly contained hidden Confederate messages. Wait, Confederate? Like the thing that doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've been posting this. I posted it on Twitter and I posted it on our Discord. My mercenary unit that uh, that is created that I actually fielded and had real points assigned to it in terms of uh, what was it called back then? The, it was in Battle Technology Magazine. Was called the Confederate League. It used the comms, not the Comstar, uh, the Star League white logo on a field that would represent, it was similar to the... Um, uh, the 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 Confederate uh, the Tennessee battle flag, but I changed the stars inside of it to something else. And if I can find my folder, I, I could actually show it to you guys. But yeah, I I had a mercenary unit called the Confederate League myself and this other guy uh, that I used to game with. So anyway, okay, continue. I, I'm canceled. Catalyst Game Labs responded that my political beliefs didn't matter as long as they were not in their novels. Right. Perfect. That's That's that perfect. is the appropriate response. Hundred percent. After a lengthy review of the books and my social media accounts, the company found no political messages, hidden or otherwise. And right now should be the end of the article. Right. (laughs) They offered one of the protesters an opportunity to publish a short story in the hopes of appeasing him. That was a wrong move. (laughs) I warned the company that the man was an online stalker who had been harassing me for nearly two years. Later, law enforcement would discover this man was using false online persona, that of a self-proclaimed lesbian nurse who was adopting two children. Catalyst Game Labs ignored my warnings. In March 2021, my first conservative political thriller, Blue Dawn, was announced with a different publisher, Defiance Press. So no conflict of interest, nothing that Catalyst should have anything to worry about. Nope, not your problem. Writing something aside. Outraged, my stalker contacted a fellow writer with the following directed at me. I want to fucking shoot him in the fucking crotch for this shit. And I want him to die in a fire. Okay, that last one. That last one's fine. I want him to die in a fire is is not any kind of, of premeditated assault or battery or whatever. Yes, you can something wish things on wish- people all you want. I wish for a lot of things. It, do- it doesn't mean I'm actively making them happen. However, the first one, I want to shoot him. You're saying yeah. an action you wish to perform. Yes, that's, that is actionable. Yes. The police got involved and, after an investigation, a judge put a protective order in place because of multiple threats. In reality, my harasser was a 39-year-old man living with his parents. He had been fired by his previous employer for issuing terroristic threats. He was charged and pleaded guilty. The man was a convicted, like the italics there, criminal. Yes. I moved on. To coincide with the release of Blue Dawn, I wrote articles for conservative websites such as American Thinker, 
PJ Media, Town Hall, American Greatness, and others. Oh, we're on American Greatness right now. I've never heard of this site before. The only one I know of is Town Hall of those. But I don't, I don't dig into conservative media. So. I made it clear to Catalyst executives that I would mention my stalker in some of these articles and as, as an example of woke extremism. Catalyst president resp- uh, replied, I would do the same thing if I were you. Doesn't that yeah, tell you right? Yeah, I mean, uh, you're you're allowed to say whatever you want. Now, yep. is it libel or, no, I'm sorry, a slander? Only if it's wrong. This guy's a convicted criminal, convicted of doing bad. You can say this stuff and not get any trouble in any law in the world because it's true. Truth is the best defense. So there's there's no law against this. It's, right. it's a, it was a public and- thing. And he basically has, from the company he works for, you can see here that he's trying, he's like, hey, these things are happening. Instead of just doing what I would do, which is do it anyway, he went to his company and said, hey, these things are happening, this is what I plan to do, and they effectively gave him the go-ahead. I would do the same thing if I were you. Okay. When my last Battletech novel, No Substitute for Victory, was released by Catalyst in February, my stalker and a small handful of people once again complained to Catalyst, Tops, and Fanatics. I'm telling you, I, I believe Stackpole was involved in this. <laughs> he's another Battletech author for those people out there, and he's woke nonsense right now. Uh, they took numerous statements from my social media out of context to paint me as an insurrectionist and seditionist and other what? outright lies. Th- those, are, um, those are some of the new catchwords that, ca- that people are throwing out now when it's on the more political side of things. I mean, the FBI literally found no insurrection when it did its investigation, and Congress is still trying to trying to promote that. So Twitter, of course, is up in arms. Oh, everybody's an insurrectionist and a seditionist now. Yet the FBI found nothing. So uh, the smear campaign was led by the man who had threatened my life. I was told that fanatics asked my publisher to make this go away. Uh oh. My publisher's so, uh, the easiest way to make it go away is to go after the convicted criminal because the convicted criminal does not have any actual credibility. Yeah, I, but, I don't know who Fanatics is, Omen Owl. I, I don't. I know Tops. I think we all know Tops that collected baseball cards when we were kids, but uh, um, I don't. I don't know who Fanatics is. So, uh, so my publisher's solution was to inform me he would no longer publish my work. Pontius Pilate syndrome. Like, just wash my hands of it. Go away. I asked if he had verified that the protest was not a handful of people using sock sock accounts. I thought they called sock puppet accounts. I don't know. Using sock accounts to make their cause appear larger. He told me that he had not checked and that it didn't matter anyway. Truth doesn't matter. I just want people to stop yelling at me on Twitter. It also didn't matter that the quotes in question had been taken out of context or fabricated, also known as a lie. I noted how other Catalyst contract authors and artists voiced radical progressive opinions far more offensive than anything I had ever posted. Sackpole! My publisher indicated he would talk to some of them. Conservatives tend not to complain, while left sees offenses everywhere. And I do think that's one of our problems, is that... Uh, I don't want to get in the politics side of it, is that, that some of us were just raised to just shut up and deal with it. Let people do what they want, whatever. No, this is why I say we need to stand up against this nonsense, but I'll get to more of that later. 
but this is true. I, I don't know if I'd even say conservatives. I think I'd say middle of the road people tend to not yeah. complain, or if they do, they just do it within their own circles. It's extremists that want to see offenses of some sort everywhere, right? Anyway, he informed me that my beliefs were alienating half of his customers. Are you serious about this sentence? His beliefs are alienating half the customers. I pointed out that sales and ratings for my latest novel were on par with previous works. He then told me that sales didn't okay. matter. All right. He needs to be fired because uh, when you run a company, uh, it's all about money. No, it's not. It's it's about progress. It's, it's, it's about what the company stands for. No, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's about making money. That's what a company is for, making money. It's about getting a quality product. No. No, it's not. It's about making money. If, if you can make money on a crappy product, do it. It's fine. You know, another thing you should do is like, subscribe, and share. Because I haven't even started my rant yet. You know, yeah. if, if you want to run a nonprofit, fine. You do that. There's less money in it. If you want it, go for it. Until then, shut up. Money talks, bullshit walks. That's how it works. Okay. I, I have one starred comment now. We'll get to it later. If you want to uh, look at comments that might be worthy of that. Uh, sure. So, I offered to write under a pseudonym like several, several of his other authors. He refused. Then I pointed out the most egregious aspect. You were literally siding with a person that threatened the life of one of your most productive and popular authors ignoring that he assured me that he'd communicate his decision to release me to the fans he never did to be clear oops hey scroll to be clear my views are not especially radical they're the same opinions held by tens of millions of other americans while i was getting the gina carano treatment from catalyst for those who don't know that's uh, she was kicked off of the mandalorian for I forget the exact tweet that she did, but you know, basically for being a conservative, she got kicked off the Mandalorian. Uh, I was proud that I didn't cave to those woke warriors. And you should be. Just like people who stood up against the satanic panic should be proud. And in that one, I'll give Michael Stackpole a big applaud. Because he stood up. He was one of the major people that stood up in the gaming industry to stand up against the satanic panic. Too bad his uh, he only goes one-sided on that one. Such corporate knee-jerking to a minority of left-wing woke whiners does alienate fans, conservative fans, absolutely true. This is simply censorship. It can happen to any conservative who dares voice his opinions. As a result, my fans will no longer see my work in Battletech, simply because the publisher feared online backlash. Yeah, remember, Twitter isn't a real place, people. Yeah, yeah, you're... <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what I understand. See, uh, what's real is sales and profit. What's not real is Twitter. Which one do you, which one do you give more weight? Twitter the scares me. Literally weighs nothing or the, or the one where you can hold money in your hand. I don't, I don't get it. 280 characters of mean. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, uh, meanwhile, his extreme left-wing authors can spew their venom without fear of retribution because conservatives don't whine or threaten or complain on Twitter. Conservatives need to speak with their money by supporting conservative publishers or those companies that opt to ignore politics of their creative staff altogether. I prefer the I last the one. Part. Yeah. As a conservative, I still prefer the last yeah, part I of that. I don't want to know 
any author's personal beliefs. I don't care. It's only going to ruin the content for me. Yep. Unless it's unless it's a political thriller. And even then, in a political thriller, it doesn't matter what side of the fence is on. You're looking for the action and the intrigue and so forth, right? I don't care. I don't care about the author's personal beliefs. I I only care about the story, the rules, the whatever. That's all I care about. Let's let's look at Battletech for a second. Again, you have Space Bushido. Is that conservative or is that is that uh, woke? Uh, you have Space Yugoslavia. You have Space Sino-Soviet. Well, now more China now because, you know, in the real world change, they change the, the realm. That's the one I follow. Of all of all the realms, I'm the one that follows the, the one that's Sino-Soviet. Because it's a game. Like, like, I love the caricatures in there. So, anywho, I know I know a lot of people like to have House Davian as the good guys all the time because it's more Western and so forth. F off. Uh, but what 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 could you possibly put in a game of space monarchies that could be anything that you could correlate to the real world other than maybe in a historical context that this existed one time, that existed one time? You're not promoting it. You're just saying that, hey, in, in, in Space Bushido... <laughs> They're going to do some of the stuff that happened in Bushido, Japan, because that's the reference point. <laughs> it's not promoting it. Uh. Publishers that throw conservatives under the bus out of fear seem to have forgotten their core business. They should focus on producing good content and not let the woke mob decide who works for them. Caving puts the mob in charge of whatever content you produce. Oh, my God. I 100% agree with that. It's a lesson that both Disney and uh, Fanatics Catalyst would do well to learn. I think Disney might be learning it now. I don't know. And there we go. That's that's the article. I'm going to let Heathen Dog take this at first since I read that. And I've got a lot of little points that I want to make here. So. Uh, I I don't understand the, the whole company thing. I mean, uh, when, a, when a company caters to the the caters to twitter they for some reason don't understand that nobody on twitter gives them any money <laughs> nobody screaming on twitter is going is going to buy or not buy their product social credit clicks <laughs> people on twitter don't have money for example the 39 year old man who who lived in a, lived, lived in my mother's basement who's, who's who was convicted of, uh, of of criminal activity again, uh, you know, who who put a death threat against him, was not buying any any products from BattleTech. We know why, because he's a 39 year old that lives in his mommy and daddy's basement. He didn't have money for that. So catering to someone like that is useless. That person is not going to buy more product because you you appease them. It's not. Now the idea of someone in a high level of a company saying that sales don't matter, profits don't matter. I'm still going to punish you for something that you didn't do. That is absolutely ridiculous. And, and I, I want to put a, I want to put a pit in that one part, the something you didn't do. We looked over your body yes, of work, including did. your social media and found nothing. Yes. That is absolutely ridiculous to me. That person should be fired. That's it. You just have, you know why? Because they're not, they're, they're, they're performing company duties. That's not in best interest of the company because the best interest of the company, whether public or private is to make money. 
Now, public companies have a have a greater uh, have a have a have a have a greater bar because they have shareholders that they're accountable to. The company's officers are accountable to the shareholders to make money. But even a private company isn't going to stay afloat very long if they don't put profits as the highest priority. That's it. You're there to make money. That's why you're a company. If, if you don't want to make money, make a nonprofit. Okay. Then, then, then you can, then you can have a stance because profit's not, not your number one priority, but you're not a nonprofit. You're a regular company. Profit is your main priority. You have, you have bills to pay. You have payroll to make. To do this, you need, guess what? Money. Throwing away a money-making author? Stupid. Mm -hmm. Throwing away a money-making author over baseless nonsense in Twitter that you know is baseless? I would, I would call that a criminal act against the company. I would call that sabotage. And that person should be fired. I, I, don't, I don't understand why this person's not fired. I don't get it. I don't get it. They're actively working against the company's best interest. That's a fireable offense. Could, I, I mean, could it be ESG? I don't know. Some some people are so. I mean, business businessmen when they look at a lot of this, they look at trends, and maybe they still see the trend as going in a, a, a particular direction. But this this trend hasn't changed. Twitter extremists don't have money. This is this is not a trend that's changed. It's not going to change. P people people crying on Twitter about about injustice don't have money. So why are companies listening to them? They're not going to buy or not buy their product, and if and they're going to have no impact on the bottom line of the company. Why are why are you even giving them air? I don't understand. Yeah, I, I I've got a lot to say, but I want to make sure you've said. <laughs> That's that's pretty much okay, it. Okay. I mean, uh, a, a company should be should be politically agnostic because money is politically agnostic. Money's green. It's not red. It's not blue. It's green, and that's the only color a company has to be. The Green worried New about. Deal. <laughs> that's the only that's the only thing has to a company has to be worried about. But some companies worry about dumb stuff like politics. You're supposed to be apolitical, or else you're. Uh you're losing money. So one of the things I forgot to say at the beginning here is I, I do want to, I want to thank our discord. You know how I keep saying, Hey, you should come on our discord, check it out. People have got a lot of good information, a lot of good uh, conversations going on there. Well, it was our discord members who po uh, pointed this out to me, uh, technically on Twitter, but it's also on the discord as well. So thank you very much uh, for that. Uh, especially since I don't go digging into a lot of this stuff. Uh, as much as maybe some people think I do, I don't have time for it. But so thank you to the folks on discord who pointed this out to me. You guys are awesome. Now, uh, hearing this from me may or may not mean anything to you, not just because I'm just some weirdo on, on YouTube spouting out my opinions, but also because I don't have as much of a uh, dog in this race as I would have, say, 20 years ago. I have long since stopped collecting. I have some, I have some modern stuff. I have the 3145 updates. Uh, as far as Mexico and you know, I, I just I do collect a couple things. I'm still waiting in the mail for my first edition Mech Warrior book to get to me from eBay. So I mean, I definitely do pay attention to uh, to BattleTech, but uh, I don't I don't like modern BattleTech. 
I know some people out there, because uh, I see it in the chats and I see it in the comments, uh, you know, where people are like, oh no, Ghost Rifles are great. No, Ghost Rifles are crap for the game. XL Engines are crap for the game, but they have weaknesses. They're still crap for the game. It's not about the weaknesses. It's about the fact that now everything's an Alpha Strike. Games in the 3025 era were tactical. Games now are more, even more build a mech and even more Alpha Strike wins. I don't like that. I don't like that type of game. I like my 30, 30, 25 dervishes. That's how you teach a new player how to play, by the way. You give them a dervish and a crusader. They can use a dervish and a crusader without shutting that mech down and still being effective. You've got a, play, a good Battletech player on your hands. Um, there, there's just too many ways around that. Now, some of the new technology was fine. I liked Artemis 4 systems. I like the mask system. I like some of the new stuff. Uh, um, rotary auto cannons are neat because it has a high jam. What's up? So, you have a point yeah yeah no i'm, I'm <laughs> no I, I got a point uh I'm, I'm right now i'm catering to the battletech fans who under the understand the game itself just because okay. you don't <laughs> no it's, it's just that you started off like i thought you're gonna have a point and then um, and then you went off all another stuff so no no I'm, I'm explaining the things that i that i do know do like but okay. why i'm right now not as involved in it as okay. i once was that, that's that's the main thing so but uh i i stopped caring with the Jihad. And I know I said that before, but I'm going to go down my notes here. I stopped caring with, with the Jihad, although I do like the fact that the Capellan Confederation 3145 has a big penis jammed into the Federated Sons. <laughs> go you. I mean, the, the universe now is just too crazy. They, they're trying to remove all the caricatures of the past. Just doesn't feel like Battletech to me anymore. But I'm still involved. You can still see my name right there. You know what it's based on. Um, I mentioned that before. So... I want to buy, I do have a MechWarrior Alpha Strike, and I do want to buy more Battletech products as the game, I thought, with the Warhammer folks coming in. So one of the big things that's been happening recently is uh, the Warhammer folks from Warhammer 40K have, have looked at GW and said, F, you were out, and have come over to the Battletech side. Well, sorry. <laughs> to, the war, to the Warhammer 40K people who are tired of that BS, well, welcome to this new mess. <laughs> that we hope doesn't last long but here here's what we really need to say we've said it before on a lot of streams it was said to some degree in that article don't buy games from people who hate you it is now obvious that catalyst games if not being the ones that hate you that no, notice this well I, I did put that they hate their fans but uh they're the ones that cucked instead of telling tops no not going to fire him well then you're going to get fired then i'm going to make a public statement about how me as a ceo or, or, or a vice president or whatever it is you know when you're over a company like that listening to your your licensor uh says i'd be like i i will go to the media for everything i mean blaine lee pardo has already started going to the media but now i'm the uh the ceo or cfo or coo or president vice president over marketing whatever it happens to be i'm going to go to the media as well saying that you're forcing me to do this yeah, I'm going to hold his hand. Right. <laughs> Not Every as... speech he goes to, I'm going to be there. But instead, you cucked. And that's why you're at as much fault as this. Um, but here's the thing. I can say this till I'm blue in the face. Don't buy games from people that hate you. But you're going to. Because you're a cuck also. But, but I've got to have this. No, you don't. Look at my collection back there. Yes, I have some of the... Uh, the, the what is it called? The... A time of war 
I don't I don't even use those books. I bought them because at that point I was still deeply into Battletech. I still use the second edition compendium because it's the best one for my style of play. I don't even like the new rules of the new partial cover changes, so I don't use them. I play with older school Battletech. You don't have to. I have enough TROs there and the ability to make any mech I want. I don't need any more books. You don't need the new stuff. You don't need it. Dark Age was crap. Don't play it. The modern uh, Republic of the Sphere, whatever they're calling it this week, is garbage. Don't you have enough stuff. If you have the rule book, you know how to make mechs, which I don't even like build a mech, but you know how to make mechs. You have everything you need to play. Okay, you want Mech Warrior Destiny. I get it. You want to play the role-playing version of it. Good on you. But you don't need any more stuff. So if you continue to buy it, you're a cuck. Well, I don't care what Mac says. Fine. That's, you don't have to care what I say, but you're a cuck. Stop buying. It's just like the weirdos who still buy stuff from D&D 5e. But, but my players want it. No, you're a cuck. You tell your players, no, we don't need those books. You have a player's handbook? Yes. You have every oh, D DMG player's handbook, monster manual. You have everything you need. But my players want stuff out of here. You can shit in one hand, want in the other hand, see which one fills up faster. Don't be a cuck. Don't give money to Catalyst. And that's for anything. Shadowrun, whatever the hell else that they're putting out. Don't give money to Catalyst. Because only, only by sticking to our guns on this is this going to work. And even if you think Tops is the bigger player in this, Catalyst is the one that's dealing with the Battletech stuff. You can't let this slide. You can't. Too many times we'll talk about it on this episode here, and three months from now everybody will have forgotten it. Oh, and they're counting on that. They're absolutely counting on the fact that, yeah, this will blow over. Don't worry, it'll blow over. You know what doesn't blow over? Not making a profit. Because that's done quarterly. You need, they need to keep making the profit. Stop it. Go buy your, what are those uh, 3D printed uh, files called? SCLs or something? Go buy those for your miniatures. Get, you have enough. You already have the rules for the game. You don't need any more. You already have, make your own maps. Go play Mega Mech. You can do uh, limited intelligence, or as they call it, double blind now. You can do that even better there. Do not give money to people who hate you. Vocally, and with your pocketbook, let these people know we won't back down. That's the other thing. Again, y'all... Yeah, that's, that sucks. I'm going to make one tweet about it. Screw that. Send them emails. Send them letters. Send them tweets, because obviously they listen to the retweets about how stupid they were. And if you get blocked, send them letters. I don't know. Hit them on Facebook. Hit them on MeWe. Hit them on whatever social media you're on. Beep. I don't want to say professional. Don't be a complete dick. Because, you know, if you're threatening, like, you know, Blaine Lee Pardo yeah, was yeah. threatening. <laughs> watch your language some of it could be actionable yes um you, you can hope and wish for anything you just yep. can't say you want to do something right um yeah write letters tweets etc take names and keep them on a list hear me out not for future use that's creepy you're not we're not holding a list like oh i remember that you did this back then. no no the list is just for now Find out who the people are for now. Do the same thing. Shame. Uh, announce their names. Denounce them. And call them out. You do it now, though. And you keep doing it. You keep doing it until they apologize. And, and to be fair, don't be, we're not talking the woke apology, where apology means uh, admittance of guilt and now you have to pay. No. Apologize and hire Blaine back. If he wants to come back. If he doesn't want to come back, well, that's a different story. But... That's it. And then we let them go. Then we let them go. You don't hold on to that grudge. 
but you've got to keep this pressure up. Uh, if you ignore this, two things are going to happen. If you ignore this one, like I said before, they're going to let it blow over. Now, yeah, this is just a rough wave. We'll be fine. No, don't let it blow over. The other thing is, is they can rally and win. So there's a lot of people on our side. It's like, hey, we're starting to win now. Woke is getting pushed back upon. Woke is being pushed back upon. Well, guess what happens to a caged animal or a cornered animal? It's going to, it's going to lash out more. Look at the Battle of the Bulge in World War II. A, 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 an animal back into a corner is going to lash out. You have to stand ready for that. You have to keep pushing. Don't just, okay, we can relax now. We're starting to win. No, push back until we get to that equilibrium. Until we get to businesses still, or going back to just saying, I want to make a good product. What is it that Richard C. Meyer used to say? Um, uh, 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 prison, uh, or Crest makes toothpaste for death row inmates. Care who buys it? You know, uh, it's just about going back to making a good product, but you can't let up. If you let up, you've cucked like, like a uh, catalyst did. And I'm not going to take back those words. I mean that. Well, I still, I still want to buy my mechs. Well, then you're no better than the people who, who, uh, just pushed out Blaine Pardo. It is time to gatekeep these people and shove them into their basements. <laughs> Proverbially, metaphorically, of course, uh, of, you know, the, into the basement of broken and forgotten toys. What was that in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer? <laughs> Those broken toys? The island, yeah. the, the island, the island of Misfit, misfit Toys. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. We need to put, push these woke people back into the island of Misfit Toys because that's what they are. Uh, they're 8%. I think somebody said 1% somewhere. No, they're 8%. 8% does not get to dictate 92%. Push them back. They have rights. They're allowed to express their opinions, but they don't get to dictate. 8% is going to, 8%, you're alienating half my customers. No, we're, we're alienating 8% of non-customers. Yeah. That's what the response should be. Yeah. 8% of people who aren't buying our crap anyway, I don't care about that. Right. Uh, da -da -da, I already said that. And, and just to be fair, Sarna.net, and this, I think I saw this on, on Archcast. So I want to give him the credit for this. Uh, Sarna.net, which is the Battletech resource has already changed Blaine Pardo to look like a complete asshole. How? Uh, it's a wiki. Went into the site, changed the wiki to call him uh, a conservative who supports Confederacy ideals or whatever it was. Yeah. Go in there. If you've got access to it, you go in there and change those things back. You change them to what the facts are. Don't lie. This is the this is the the trick. Don't lie. Don't don't point them out as some you know hero on a hill. You know with a, with a halo and wings. No, Just, a Wikipedia should have facts. There yes, you go. exactly. So I thought I was going to cuss a little bit. Or oh, the one other thing I wanted to say is this: BattleTech is not exclusively to this, but I know a lot of people in the military who play Battletech. Why? Because it's a, a type of war simulation game, right? Simulation is not a good word for that, but it's a type of war game. And we like our war games. A lot of military people are conservatives. A lot of military people have time on their hands when they're deployed, or they got, as we know, the dorm rooms on the weekend, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, and I know a lot of people who play Battletech. You are alienating those people. And I'm saying this call to my military friends and brethren. Don't give Catalyst money. Don't promote the games that they're selling. Make them backtrack on this. Call them out openly. If you go to a gaming store, call 
them out openly. Don't threaten your gaming store. That guy's trying to make a profit as well, but you get what I'm saying. If you don't do this, you have cucked. I, don't, I do not believe that silence is violence, but silence is consent. That's, uh, I've got, uh, except for chat, that's all I've got. Okay. So what do we got for chat? Did you star something? So yeah, you did. I did. I don't, I don't think I did. I did a couple maybe. Okay. Well, what do we have here? First one is uh, sales to the only thing that matters for a profit company. Yes. A for-profit company should only be worrying about that for-profit. <laughs> yeah. Associated mostly retarded people are scared by words. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I like my Polish, Lithuanian, Commonwealth, and space free rules leagues as much as I like my test for citizenship. Doom, glory to America. Wait, you changed America? What is wrong with you? That's our enemy. <laughs> Chimerian is a traitor to the chancellor. <laughs> uh, oh no, it's these seven people that never have and never will buy our products are screaming into the void of other people that have never heard of and never will buy our products. And Sudzy posted a lot of good stuff on the Twitch uh, chat there about where you can get other products to other miniatures and, and whatnot. I'll put that quickly up on the screen here. Uh, Stratos miniatures. Uh, Thingverse. Uh, Ed, they're all called STI files. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. Anywho, that's, uh, uh, you know, I thought I was going to scream a little bit more. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I'm passionate about this, but I guess this is more of an appeal. I know I called you guys cucks a lot. I, I mean it. I'm not going to take that back. If you continue to buy, and this goes to every, I'm not going to name names out there, but some of you are friends of mine in the YouTube sphere. If you continue to buy from Catalyst, know that I, every time you do that, I am calling you a cuck. And a couple of you won't care because I already know you're woke. But you know what? I don't care about you either. The ones that aren't woke, who just who keep making the excuses, well, it's the game I love. I got to do it. No. You don't got to do it. I can play Battletech with any one of you right now, even using the new rules that I don't like. And I don't need to buy a thing. Just got to hold the feet to the fire. No. I don't like take <laughs> don't take silence as consent out of context. No, we're, yeah. we're, we're not talking about anything else besides what we're talking about. Right. Stop reading into this. Okay. <laughs> we're not talking about anything weird sexual nonsense. We're not talking about workplace harassment. We're not talking about any of that crap. We're talking about adults buying stuff yeah. from people that hate them. Yeah, your your silence with your pocketbook. Yes. Well, actually, in one hand, your silence with your pocketbook by not giving them money supports us. But your silence in this by saying, you know what, I'm just gonna keep doing what I'm doing and buying my battletech stuff. Well, you 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 have consented to uh what tops and uh and uh cuckolist games has done so so and i know sudsy's a big battletech fan as well uh, but of course he makes his own miniatures he's got those cardboard things. i wish i had his talent yep getting them almost religiously until yesterday when i got this thing is i was slowly getting back into battletech now that the warhammer 40k people came over and i, I want to throw out some street credit of how long i've been playing this game since battle droids I might not look it, but yes, I'm that old. I bought a brand new, yeah, I bought a brand, well, not brand new, it was used, obviously, but you can see at the bottom of it on my shelf, my new Battletech second edition box set, and the eBayed new, and the reason I got that is because my stuff was so tore up. I didn't need most of what was in there. I just needed the book and the box, and I've got that. I still have all the little cardboard 
flippy things. And I did tell you guys that I got uh, Monopoly houses with it too, right? <laughs> like that, I don't know why, yeah. but that was, that was in the box. Yeah. Well, I got three. I got three. Oh, but, yeah, <laughs> I don't know why they're there. But so there's, they're, there's a Monopoly game out there that is uh, missing. Yep. <laughs> so um, any final comments from you so that we're not just dragging this on? Any final comments nope, from chat? Otherwise, I, I think we go into segment I mean, three. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm, let me I'm close. I mean, I don't like Battletech. I wouldn't, I wasn't buying it anyway, you know, because I just, I don't like the game. It, I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying I don't, I didn't like it. It's not for you. No, exactly. But uh, even if it was for me, uh, this is reprehensible. Yeah. And my, my thing about Battletech is I always liked it because I'm not into miniature war games because I think that, it's not that they're too complex. They're just too slow. Battletech doesn't have to be slow. The more modern Battletech, believe it or not, the, the overall fights are faster, but each individual turn is slower because there's so much more to worry about. Um, I liked it because you could move your mech. Can I pew pew or not pew pew? Okay, let me move my mech again. Can I pew pew or not pew pew? <laughs> I, I, I like the simplicity of it. I thought it was a great game for simplicity versus having a tactical war game. That, you know, some people prefer heavy gear. Some people prefer real games you know uh war games but hey i like my battle tech but let's go through um let's go through our our thingamajigs here where are they and we'll end this of course that is our stream schedule check it out you want to see heathen you want to see more heathen dog maybe we'll Woo! get him to play we'll get him to play battle tech no he's playing dungeons and dragons online now who knows what he'll be playing when you actually watch this video but he streams on thursdays and saturdays with three other people all co-op games all fun and interesting they scream at each other i actually it was it the last time i watched i joined right as somebody was getting screamed at about running into another trap or something i don't know um and then uh, back on saturdays for the same thing playing some co-op game maybe they'll go back to dead by daylight i'm not saying he should just saying where they scream even more because people are trying to kill them in very vicious ways uh but anyway uh sunday and friday we have our tabletop game streams here on uh youtube where the friday chill stream we just sit around the the metaphoric couch or the metaphoric table it's like it's like visiting a friend's house a bunch of people over to friend's house talking about games hanging out just talking about games fun time and of course sunday is this show rpg digest where we talk about segment one is fundamental we don't get political in segment one why because it's just about the games one well, segment two we opine about the culture we keep them separate intentionally why because when you listen to us talk about games we want you to enjoy the game aspect when you listen to us rant we want you to understand that we do have a, a dog in this hunt we, we have do opinions, have yes but yeah. we ju just like authors should or or, or people you know give uh, showing you content their personal opinions should be mostly left by the wayside and, and in segment one that's what we try and do well this really saddens me i get it and fully understand it no interest in tabletop version about it which means he likes a computer game which makes makes me sad <laughs> that's why he doesn't that's why the computer games don't don't bother him but uh, that's good i mean the thing is, is Battletech has all these different things that you can enjoy. The computer game, the tabletop game, the, the novels. And uh, oops, let me go back to... Uh, there you go. You can join our website. You can come by our Discord. I really suggest you do come by our Discord. Jo join it and have some great conversations with people. We again, On the Discord, I've had to shut down a couple of political topics recently. I didn't ban anybody. I didn't do anything. But, you know, we don't want that on the Discord. We want you talking about games. And yes, it includes culture, but we want you to talk about the games. We don't care. I don't care who you voted for. We have plenty of, you know, because we're, you know, we're, crypt, what's that, crypto fascists? We're crypto fascists. Yeah. We have plenty. I, I still, I mean, I get what it means now, but I, I, no, I know what it means now. I didn't know what it meant last week. 
but uh, anyway, we have we have people on of all voting, all countries. I mean, well, maybe not all, but a lot of countries. You know, so we have people from all over the place talking about games. So come check it out. And lastly, there you go. We believe that games take place in fantasy worlds. We believe that they are about imagination. We believe that we are at a table to escape our reality to some degree, to be heroes and mech warriors and whatever else, you know, priests and, and witch hunters and whatever else in, in other games, things that we can't necessarily do here. That is the escapism. It's not about representation. It's about our entertainment at the table of, of making those stories. Yes, you can make stories even while playing Battletech because the story is how I had one, one hit point left in my center torso and two gyro hits and I'm falling all over myself. But I stood up and I did a punch and I knocked heathen dogs mech over because he didn't know how to play the game and <laughs> and that's the story of how my pilot survived that fight it's a it's not about activism we're not saving the whales in mech warrior at least we're trying not to because you know what it's dark it's brutal and we're killing things and it's about natural organic inclusion play are you a battletech fan great as long as you don't smell really bad and you can stand you know in, in my space uh, without me uh, wanting to run away from you you're welcome at my battletech table it's not forced diversity i don't care who you sleep with what color your skin is where your hometown is or anything like that let's just play some games together all right let's go to segment three okay i'm gonna have to go what you're supposed to have 25 more minutes okay my, well the thing is my <laughs> my wife got back and the kid's gone and all, all that right. stuff and i haven't seen oh, it quickie got, got it you need a quickie that's <laughs> all right but i, I, I am gonna, i can I'm respect gonna say... that um, I am going to stay for, for at least five more minutes because uh, if anyone has any questions on the Palladium side rather than segment two, I can't I can't really give a whole lot for the segment two because I never play BattleTech. I don't like BattleTech. It's the thing, and and this I got I've got no dog in this pony show. There there was chat earlier. You, if you read the chat, you'd understand that. But uh, if you have any of the Palladium questions, then I'll go ahead and answer those. So Palladium the people, I just put the link out there. Oh, you know what? I didn't check my phone number to. Eh, I don't care. I'm not going to. <laughs> uh oh, an error occurred. No, it didn't. I see it right there. The oh, streamer got an error. Uh, so you know, you know the deal here. You got to be a follower, subscriber. Pithy one topic or anecdote, and uh, watch the language. Don't go there. We'll let you make your point, but uh, that's it. You're gonna make the point, not 45 points. All right, and here we go. I hope it's a palladium one. Go. One of the things that I've never really gotten about Battletech is, oh, <sighs> <laughs> I got it. I'm good. I'm good with the Battletech ones, and I will not abandon you, Mar Hawkman. Uh, well, it's, it's just about, about the whole like general like uh, in, in, internal like whatever uh, socio political stuff is like not like real world politics uh, interpretations, but just their like stuff that they have for the internal dynamics of uh, how the setting goes. Well, can, can you give me an example? Well, it's like how you have like the various political powers with their however many in-universe years of history. And uh, that's one of those things where I'm like, and I've Do never actually seriously tried reading it. And oh. for, uh, it, it just kind of, you know, I've read my house books so many times that they are now in here. <laughs> wow. This is my house Davian book, for mm -hmm. example. Like, uh, unfortunately, they fell apart because uh, 
and these are the original ones. Uh, the, the, so, yeah, um, <laughs> I've read these a lot. So I do know the inner workings. I even one time used to run a web page called MaxLiao.com a long time ago where I kept the, the entire history of that point of uh, House Liao uh, from its inception through the novels, through things that weren't covered in some of the other timelines. I think Sarna.net probably does a better job now, or should I say Cuck.net uh, does better uh, now. But uh, at that point, I think it was the best resource for House Liao stuff. The thing is, is uh, I didn't keep up with it like I should have, but yeah. Mm. Well, okay. Um, but uh, there is a history to it, and there's a lot. Anybody who thinks House Davian's a good guy is mistaken. Well, it, yeah, that, that's just one of those things where it's just like, I've read fictional settings where the in-universe lore covers a time period of multiple hundreds of years. Yeah, this is oh, 3025, so it's basically about a thousand years for... Okay. Yeah. But again, I, I didn't actually know that part. So it's like, I, I've heard you talking about this stuff repeatedly and the, got the impression of, that, you know, there was uh, enough information to fill multiple novels. <laughs> Battletech is the first actual lore of a game that I dove into. Like when I first started playing D&D or Robotech, I didn't care about the lore. I just wanted to play, you know, little robots and so forth. And, and uh, with D&D, I didn't really realize there was a lore uh, at that time. I was, I was young. Uh, Battletech was the first one that I dove into. Book, line, and sinker. And everything from Sword and Dagger, which is a really horribly written book, but set the stage for what became the Fourth Succession War, um, where Max Liao, uh, Maximilian Liao, clones Hans Davian, puts him on, or tries to put him on the throne. Uh, you know, which which leads into Michael Stack. And to be honest with you, as much as I can't stand Michael Stackpole now, because I've had some run-ins with him on uh, Twitter and some other places. Uh, he wrote my favorite books back in the day because it was the overarching ones. It was the ones that dealt with the politics of the realms and so forth. And I, and I really, I like that aspect. And each realm had its different feeling. You knew when a Merrick chapter was coming up, you knew when a Davian chapter was there just because you could feel and how they talked to each other and how they did things. And mm -hmm. I like that. I like that feel. I've talked about that a lot with games. Elves have a feel. Dwarves have a feel. Capellans have a feel. <laughs> you know, so. hmm. They are caricatures, and that's the thing. Modern Battletech has ruined a lot of that. If I showed you a map of the first, like, thousand years of the game, you'll see it change. But the map now is nothing like that. It's all little pocket city-states and so forth all over the place. Everybody's homogenized. You don't, like... I mean, one of the coolest things about Battletech, and then I'm gonna, I'll let you have one last comment, then i got to let you go. But uh, um, one of the coolest things about Battletech was a thing called Swedenese such a simple thing because the Rassel, what became the Rasselhog Republic in the future was was a prefecture in uh, uh, House Karita, which again, prefecture is a name that the Japanese to this day use for their, their provinces or their states, is a, pref a prefecture in House Karita that spoke a language called Swedenese because most of that area of space was settled by Nordic, you know, uh, Norwegian, Swedish type people, but they're conquered by the uh, by the Koreans, which are Bushido Japan, so they spoke Swedenese. I mean, things like that. I really enjoyed. That's all kind of guy. Rasslogs have just been decimated throughout the years. Mm. So, well, yeah, it's like that's one of those things. It sounds like you would have to like create the lore books over a period of real world multiple years. Otherwise, it, you're just not going to write that much lore that actually makes sense it was, it, look they were caricatures and it well it didn't matter if it made sense i know some people argue this to some degree but 
for the vast majority of things, you gain technology in war. Even if you don't realize it then, a lot of the stuff that we learned about science came from World War II, came from the Vietnam War, or medical, I should say. It came from those wars. Um, not everything, to be sure, but it spurred on a lot of stuff. A lot, a lot of science comes from, the, you know, we got fighter or, you know, we got planes. Now we got fighter jets. Now we got this. Not saying it couldn't have happened otherwise, but war really becomes a necessity of a mother of necessity is a mother invention now in uh, uh in battle tech technology was lost why doesn't make sense um let's blow up everything that's technological that's why it happened you know it's like does it make sense no it'd go underground it'd do they look at the soviets in world war ii they pulled down all their factories moved them to siberia or lifted them back up again you know something like that would happen but this game didn't do that because it was trying to explain away why do these game mechanic rules sound so silly when compared to the real world because it's a game first it's a setting second but people love the setting so you know anyway uh all right unless you've got one final comment i'm gonna let you go because i got a couple people waiting oh that's okay i'll talk to you later yep, have a good one Boop. and omen owl is in how are you doing today sir i'm doing fine i just you know I don't expect this uh, cowardliness to by catalyst. If you look at what happened in Shadowrun about 10, 12 years ago, of them not being freelancers, I mean, you know, they, and I don't know what's going on, whether it's tops or anything else. And I understand some things, but it's a lot easier to say behind the scenes, we would love to keep you, but tops is there. Can we bring you back on in six or 12 months when this whole thing is blown over? I mean, there's better ways of handling it. You just don't say, oh, you're innocent, but we're going to get rid of you anyway. That, that's the part that all of this bothers me. But that is the part that bothers me the most. We found nothing wrong, but uh, make it go away. And, and just punish. It's literally punishing the innocent. Oh, I, I know. And the funny thing is, it, it, these people don't learn when you look at, especially for someone like Catalyst, which is a small company that has probably, what, four or five full-time employees and then everyone else is freelancers, is you need to say, do the Goya Foods. Hey, yep. we're going to ignore you, and guess what? More people will buy, and we'll say, hey, look, our so-and-so is being attacked by a um, uh, who, you know, by a 39-year-old man who pretends to be a lesbian with kids. And well, what's, what's funny about the Goya Foods thing is they openly ignore them. They said... Um, we don't support any side. Uh, we're ignoring you. And I actually said that we are, you know, we're like, we don't care. We're going to do our thing. Go F off. And uh, my understanding is their, uh, their, their stock value went up. Well, 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 their sales went up. And then they put up the Congress lady um, who oh. was the, uh, uh, who as the number one seller for that month or whatever. I mean, that was calling. That's what you do is you come back and you fight over with them and say, we don't care about your politics. This is an imaginary game. You got to push back on them. And what you'll find out is more people. You know, the problem that they're, that they're having, and I don't think they realize this, is our age group. I mean, we're literally within a couple of months of each other for age. It's the group that will buy three or $400 at a time. Yep. And you are trying to cater towards people who might buy one or two of your products, if anything, and if they're living on Twitter, which I mean, okay, I'm kind of bad. If they're living on Twitter, they're probably not buying your products, especially if they're a convicted criminal. I mean, <laughs> that's that's what it comes down to. Ignore it. That's what, 2% of the population or something? And most people don't get into it and say, okay, <laughs> keep it out. I, I, I know who it was. I just didn't specify her. <laughs> but it was true. They did that. So. Well, I, uh, yeah, ultimately, 
I, I go back to what I said during segment two, and I know some people, I know somebody's going to probably send this to DM James or something, and DM James is going to disagree with me. That's fine. He can disagree with me, but it, it, I, I mean what I said. If you buy Battletech stuff right now, you are consenting to this behavior. And I haven't bought anything from Catalyst in years. I mean, I thought 5e was kind of crap for Shadowrun. Really, I like 4a because they changed it to more of a dice mechanic I liked, but it lost a lot of its flavor. But man, the whole thing that you're going through this is let's instead of and they're forgetting that a lot of us have kids and they're you know and we do have a certain age group that we're going you know whether it's Shadow and Sun or myself we have kids about the same age is we want to bring them into our hobby yes and they're going to get infected into this and we're going to say no we don't want to play with you and I understand you know D and D with the Watsi but most of that's because a it, it is not there and there's and I think there are better alternatives I. I didn't mind finding oh, well, when it, yeah. lost. We can never oh, yeah. try to get, try to get that back. D and D is dead until another company can maybe resurrect it in an O. But that's what the OSR is doing, so I don't know why we'd need that. I only rail on Watsi and D and D because it is the eight hundred pound gorilla. Where Watsi, oh. it's like it's like Bitcoin for crypto. Where Bitcoin goes, crypto goes. Where Watsi goes, role playing goes. That's the only reason. Otherwise, I wouldn't even give Watsi a second of my time. And what people forget about is most of the people writing these books are making less than $60,000 oh, yeah. a year. They're yeah. not getting rich off of this. So the, the idea of alienating half of your consumer base, especially, you know, we heard all from Crafty about, you know, he's effectively a whale. Okay, I'll spend, you know, three or $400, you know, on a, on a Kickstarter or something like that too, depending on what it is. Don't alienate any of them. You just simply say, we don't want to deal with real world politics. We want an imaginary game to escape. People forget this is about escapism. It doesn't matter whether it's sports or anything else. And you can look at ESPN and all these others. And, and no, get away from it. Just simply say, we don't want to do it. And if Tops wants to bring out something and says, hey, we don't like such and such author, then you tell Tops to do it. That's your business. You, you put out a comment that says, we told Catalyst that you're not allowed to hire this and make them own it. If that's yep. the people pushing it, same thing with fanatics, and, and just exactly, yeah. Uh, whether it, Catalyst, fanatics, I didn't even know about fanatics and top. I knew about tops. Um, all of them should receive something. By the way, I am going to do this. I'm not going to say when because I'll probably get in trouble. <laughs> that should give a hint to some people. But I am going to do that within the next couple of days. I've already started crafting up the email that I want to send out. It's going to be short, unlike what I normally do, but it's going to be very pointed. And again, somebody could just say, "Well, you don't buy the stuff anyway." I. Did I not mention that I've started to recollect some Battletech stuff? I'm getting back into that mode. Eh. So. Well, you, you, the other point is, is if you're going to send it, take it over and count all the books and just list them. These are the products I own of yours. Oh, just as, as I, I can pull out this. And, and sorry, Nerdy Ogre, I'll get to you in a moment. But I, but I want to do this for just a second. Um, I'm just pulling out a first few. Because this will set, yeah. show, I have some kind of rare books that are in good condition. My shrapnel book is in amazing condition. Um, unfortunately, I don't have the box set for this anymore, but my Aerotech book, I still have that. Uh, my, my MechWarrior 1 book that I just got, but I'm going to get another one because this one wasn't as good condition as I wanted. That's uh, a pretty nice in shape, though, to be fair. Yeah, <laughs> but if I open it up too far, I can hear the glue crack. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, one of my favorite books of all time because it has actual good rules in here for saying, I want a grasshopper. Well, you better roll an 11 or better. Well, well so you know what? Speaking of which, is I know that also is FASA. Put this stuff on Catalyst. 
and just simply say, these are the catalyst books that I own of yours. I'm yeah. not going to buy any of your products because fast is like, oh, okay, you're just one of those old grognards. No, no. no. Well, you know, I, and that's true. I am. But the thing is, is I have this stuff. It's still good condition. I'm still, I'm still part of this. I don't have many catalyst books. I have Alpha Strike and a, and a few others. Um, oh, I guess catalyst was Total War. I didn't realize that. Did you see that now? Yeah, so that's. That starts my catalyst because that's all fan pro and FASTA. So never mind. I actually do. I have half a shelf of, of catalyst stuff. Well, well, I mean, I mean, put that in the list and say, I was willing to buy your products and now you have turned me off as a customer and I own these and you are not getting another dime from me because of your political insanity. And, 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 I, and I have Shadowrun first through fourth edition, although I don't like third and fourth. Fourth was given to me as a gift. Uh, I don't have fifth and sixth edition because I heard about sixth edition. When I heard about it, I said, I'm not even going to look at it. I'm not going to review it. So. Um, anyway, okay, that's right. it. That was pretty long, but, but thank you for being here. Good points that you made, and I'm going to move on to Nerdy Ogre. Oop. Hey, Nerdy Ogre, how you doing? Sorry for the wait. Uh, no problem, no problem. Uh, first, I feel I should clarify something about my comment. or uh, the, uh, the uh, Any soccer mom can pick up a shotgun oh. and use it, <laughs> but a bowman is a bowman. Well, yeah. that that's a line from uh, 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 The Walking Dead. Oh, okay. Or, or, or early on in the series. Um, I want to I, I want to tell this to a lot of old people and by old people I'm talking B2 um, one of the things that I've learned in life and this is not at Nerdy Ogre it's just in general uh, maybe maybe DM James is who I need to tell this to because when you put in movie quotes I probably don't know them <laughs> like I, I'm very bad look I'm the guy that after 30 years of swing of singing Queensryche and I should know every album or every song lyric by heart I still get words wrong on occasion I've never been good at memorization we used to have to memorize Bible passages when I was in uh, grade school and I was not good at memorizing that. I don't know what it is. So movie quotes escape me. I usually like when I read books, I get the theme of the book more than exactly what specifically some character said. That's just, that's just me, how my brain works. So, and emojis, old people, I know you hate them. You think they're little cutesy things, but they could really tell that they really change whether you're joking and sarcastic or you're being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> in my life, especially with the way that I type and the way that I talk, if I don't use emojis, everybody would hate me. So. Yeah, anywho, yeah. Anywho, go, go, uh, so, no. so no, there's nothing wrong with that comment. Uh, uh, I don't think anybody took it the wrong way. I, I was just saying, like, you can bring a go bow to a gunfight if you want, but guess what? It takes years and years and years to train uh, on a bow. Look at the, the English longbowmen, how long they had to train and constantly. Anybody can just go, boom. Right, right. <laughs> well, that's what with the um, with with my favorite uh, novel series, um, um, uh, Rain of uh, Rain, Rain of Fire. I don't know if you've uh, heard of that one. I, I uh, wasn't that a movie. Mm, no. Oh, okay. Oh, Rain, of fire, Ring of fire. No. oh Ring of Fire. Oh, Ring of Fire. Okay. Rain of Fire was Ring of Fire. Is, is the book is is a book series. It's a. a, a 20th century uh, West Virginia coal mining town somehow gets transported back to the uh, 1600s Europe. Okay. So, and it, know, the, no, the it, amount of knowledge that they'd have with that coal, though, would wherever they went to, if they still have that coal mine, uh, that country is now a world power. Yeah, that's, that's basically, and uh, that was one of the things um, they thought that they would have to gear everybody else up. But it, they had they themselves had to gear down. The mining industry hasn't really changed in the past several hundred years. Huh? I mean, the equipment. I'm, I'm not a miner. So I don't know. But, <laughs> but anyway, anyway uh, yeah, um, you know, it's like things like uh, aiming. You know, you take somebody from 1600s trying to aim a fire, uh, 
a, a, right. a firearm. You know, you point it in the direction of the enemy, you close your eyes, turn your head, and you yank on that thing as hard as you can. Uh, to, to be fair, I wouldn't expect some random person that's never seen one before to pick up a gun and go, oh, I got a 30-30, well, you know, boom, you know, and just do it right. But once, you, once you're just like, what does this do? Boom, ah, I jumped out of my hands and something happened. Oh, I saw a bird fall from a tree. Okay, that's, that's neat. Thunder stick, you know, whatever you want. I mean, the point is, especially in the modern world, like, like uh, Beyond the Supernaturalist, we've all seen guns on TV and movies, right? We, right. At, at the very least, the only thing that ever surprises me about a firearm when I use one right now is for whatever reason, I always forget how heavy the magazine is. Like, that's just a weird thing. Like when I put that, when I put the magazine in, I'm like, God, I forgot that the bullets weigh, weigh a little bit there. Uh, but other than that, we've seen them on movies. I've fired enough of them. Again, not as much as probably some of you out there, actually, maybe many of you out there. Um, but I know that if I put this and I go like that in, in a direction, I'm going to be pretty close. True. (laughs) But I mean, well, I've seen enough YouTube videos of people at the gun range where basically if if you survive the first squeeze of the trigger, you can pretty much figure out how to work a firearm. Yeah. You know, because, you know, it's like I've seen them where where it's like the person, uh, the the person like the the gun just like jumped out of their hand and hit him on the forehead, you know, and, and. Uh, uh, they, they, I've seen them where, where the person with the gun is actually pointed it at the chest of, of somebody next to him, and it's like, yeah, okay, now, now, now I kind of understand that. Yeah, some of these things that are in the games, yeah, they kind of make sense now. So I've seen yeah. how stupid people can be. So <laughs> and, and and always remember, it's a game first, not real life, and that's something I struggled with. And maybe I even still do sometimes, but I've struggled with where it's a game first. We don't care about full on reality. I used to do this, like, especially with the grappling, because, you know, D&D has some horrible grappling rules. Yeah. Um, like, no, no, no. If I do this because I took martial arts, my follow up attack would be to do this other thing. And, and there'd be no way that the character could get this. And the game has to be like, shut up and roll your 20. <laughs> you know, because you know? that is the right response. And I'd get all pouty sometimes. Like, you know, you don't even take a consider. I told you that I'd, I double specialized in punching and wrestling for you know i should i would know this stuff and it's because you know we're instead of just taking it at game value yeah. we're trying to take it a real value it's like I'm, I'm watching the chat here it's like you know sudsy and some others are putting in a lot of comments in there about what a, what a firearm can do and i'll be right now when it comes to the real world i'm gonna join you and you're gonna help me you're gonna make me a better marksman so that uh, that we can stay alive in the game world shut up and roll your d20 <laughs> <laughs> so, you know uh yeah does that make sense? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, okay. Uh, Anything else? Otherwise, I'm going to let you go here, and I've got one comment to make, and I think we're about to wrap this up. All right. Well, I'll see you later. Yep. Have a good one. Yeah. All right. I want to thank uh, I thank uh, Mar Hawkman, Nerdy Ogre, and Omen Owl for popping in. Uh, the one thing I do want to say, I, I is it Maliki that's saying it? Well, I don't want to call you out if it's not you, but uh, I saw somebody out there like, I'd rather just stay silent and not, not do it. No, no. We've got to push back. I do agree. Vote with your wallet is one, but... The reason that these Twitteristas are winning is because they go, we need to re back. We need to call them out. We need to let them know that that's the reason they think Twitter is, is the universe for some reason that Twitter is real because they see it. It's in their face all the time. This dude wrote messages, wrote letters to the company saying, this guy is a Confederate sympathizer, blah, blah, blah. Because we don't do things like that. Well, it must be true. 
Nobody's come to his defense. Nobody's done this. No, we got to stand up and say, uh-uh, this dude's a woke asshat, uh, asshat with a criminal record for doing this stuff. So, no, we, we, we need to be vocal. We, we need to stand up, uh, not just with our pocketbooks. That's the number one way. The number one way with is, so if you're only going to pick one, yeah, pick with the pocketbook. But the other thing is you've got to call them out. Send them, send them the same type of tweets that they get uh, from the woke. Uh, the one thing I would say, even though, you know, I, I don't always believe in taking the high road in this case, no, take the high road, just use facts, just use facts about the nonsense that they're saying. Like if you do this, if you fire an author simply because the author wrote a book somewhere for a different publisher, a different company for a whole different premise, then you're going to lose, you're going to lose mine. You're going to lose. And, and Oh, by the way, like, uh, was it Omino was saying, or, or is it a nerdy ogre was saying, uh, I have all these books and now I'm going to stop doing it. So you've, you've got to, uh, the squeaky wheel gets the grease, unfortunately. And sometimes we have to squeak. So, Oh, uh, well, I mean, I, again, if, that, if that's what it's about, I, I think we need to tell them why you cater to woke nonsense. 8% of the population now is alienating 50% or approximately 50% of your customers. It was probably 40%. There's a lot of middle-of-the-road people of your potential customer base. Good job. So, but Yeah, and this would be, this would be a way... Because if you look at my graphic here, you, somebody could honestly argue, well, that graphic isn't fair. You call them cuckolist, which, yeah, that's fair because you cuck to tops. But is it really Catalyst that hates, or did Catalyst just go, you know what, I don't want to deal with this crap anymore? That might be all it was, is that Catalyst just didn't want to deal with it anymore. That's fine. That makes them cucks. Do they hate their fan base? Well, I'm going with yes until somebody backtracks. But your mileage may vary on that one. You might, not, you might, you might find that to be a little disingenuous. Oh. All right. A lot of good conversation going on there. I am going to go through our proclivities because I have a lot of stuff to do. This is a four-hour stream, <laughs> so this isn't supposed to be the Friday show stream. We've got a lot of things to, uh, to knock out, so let's quickly go through the proclivities. First of all, thank you, everybody. You know, there's one thing I didn't mention, and you guys are going to hear this, and the people who are on before, and the people who are in that video. We have 20 members now. Thank you. Sincerely, thank you. 20 members. Because of that, we are scrambling to try to find real legitimate ways to support our members that we can actually fit into our schedules and, and things that we can do. Obviously we've got the monthly live stream now, but uh, you know, there, there's more that we want to do. Uh, 20 members. That's what $5 a pop. So uh, math was that that's a hundred bucks a month on membership. Well, Nope, it's not. It's a $70 a month minus taxes. It's a $65 or $55 a month. Uh, but uh, from you guys that, that we get, we owe you something like $55 worth of <laughs> entertainment or something. And uh, we've already talked about that. We both agreed that, yeah, we got to figure something out. It's just neither of us. I mean, both of us are really, really strapped for time. That's the big thing. So, uh, but uh, thank you guys. Uh, absolutely appreciate that. 20 members is, I mean, for a channel our size, I can't be more appreciative. You guys are awesome. So let's, uh, Let's go through this. And I wish I would have got that into, maybe I'll clip that out or something because I've got to get that into the other video. You can watch our videos on Rumble, Odyssey, YouTube, Twitch. If you want to donate to us, PayPal and Streamlabs is by far the best way to do it because they only take like a percent or whatever, percent and a half. I don't know what it is. Not 30 and 50% though. So check that out. Uh, where am I here? You can join our Discord. Join, join, join that Discord website, Locals, Redbubble. 
Oops, you don't need that. Uh, next week, uh, we're going over skill. That's right, the skill system. The uh, the edge. I have to look up what the term was, but it's the education skills for beyond the supernatural and whatever comes our way for segment two thank you again to our monetary backers those who subscribe and give us some cheers and give me crap in the tweet or twitter chat or not twitter uh twitch chat and our members and super chatters those who back us on locals and those who donate through paypal and streamlabs obviously you can find the links to all these in the description below our followers and subscribers chatters and lurkers you guys i, I love watching that chat move and uh, you guys talking about uh Whatever it is you're talking about, how the Apaches learned rifles better than us recently. <laughs> Things like that. I, honestly, I do. I like to see that. And in, in fact, I kind of like that better than some of the stuff that's on topic because I like to see you guys are chatting with each other, not trying to just direct everything at us. And we can keep going on with our segments. So it's all good. And if you want to donate uh, to the Wounded Warrior Project, there is the link or it's in the description below. That is the charity we support. I've mentioned this a bunch of times, but of course, we have our our youtube live streams on sundays and fridays and we have our twitch live streams where heathen dog and his team get together and they slay some dungeons or they yeah they slay some dungeons from within those dragons that's right you heard it here first <laughs> and words of wisdom for today since i have to give them are it's very simple the words we said before and the words we said pretty much throughout segment two don't buy games from people that openly hate you. Yeah, I added I added an, uh, an adjective there, openly. Actually, it's an adverb. But uh, the, re the reason I say that, it, look, a lot, of these, a lot of these publishers and game designers hate you. A lot of them are, are, are woke. But the good ones, even if they're woke, want to sell a product to everybody. They don't care who you are. And that's fine. Uh, like I had to argue with some people on the Friday chill stream. I don't care if, and I stress the word if, Mark McKinnon from Discami Games is a lefty. That has literally no bearing to me. He's been a good guy. He hasn't ostracized us. He still has our video, even where it dogs out some of his game and even goes into the pronoun nonsense that uh, I didn't know at the time that Canadians didn't deal with. Uh, it, it, he still has it as a link on the Discami webpage. That is a professional. I don't care what his politics are. And so that's why we supported him and we did the, the backer uh, or we were backing the fundraiser. And I look forward to giving away some, uh, some Discami books soon, Bessem or absolute power or whatever. But somebody who openly hates you, somebody who calls you an istophobe, somebody who calls you a colonialist, somebody who says that if you do these certain things, we're taking out slavery from our games because slavery is such a bad word don't use the excuse well i'll just keep it in mind yeah that's a cop-out answer that's the same cop-out answer that people give well if you play games and have fun you're playing it right no no that is a generic answer is a is a general yes answer but it is not a 100 answer it is a cop-out answer so uh don't be a cop-out don't be a cuck don't buy games from people who hate you do buy games from people who are agnostic and do buy games from people who appreciate you being their customer.